What's up, movie lovers? Welcome to episode number 32 of Ready Ready Play Movies, your weekly source for everything that's new and exciting in the world of entertainment. Every Tuesday at 6 a.m. Pacific or 9 a.m. Eastern Time, we discuss the top news of the week, notable releases, what we're watching, big topics of the industry, and the movies we love. If you want to write anything to be read on the show, send us an email to readyplaymovies at gmail.com or simply just hit us up at Ready Play Movies on Twitter. No matter where you found us, please subscribe to the feed so you can get every new show directly to your device as soon as it posts. And if you like it, please leave us a nice review. This is August 17th, 2021, and I'm your host, Louis Menchaca. And joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Mr. Joy Bracey. Yes, yes, we back. You know what I'm saying? This one gonna be a this one gonna be a, a good one because we got a lot to talk about. We but, have uh, so much to talk about, Troy. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm. So you stepped up your game this week, man. You actually watched some <laughs> shit this week for once. Hey, I'm not man. leading the pack when it comes to impressions. I ain't, I ain't gonna lie. I had to step it up this week. Well, because really, like, I ain't gonna lie. Three things. It's rarely that like three things are usually number one thing for me. Just all happen to be uh, at the same time, coming out around the same time. So I was kind of more busier than usual watching shit. But uh, yeah, you know, usually you know I'm slacking. You yeah, know yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly. So uh, a lot of times it's like either I'm watching everything or we're both watching the same thing. thing you know? yeah, yeah, and it don't be too much a different yeah, stuff. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. Uh, let's so let's go ahead and start off. I'm a, did you actually what, catch What If by any chance? No, I didn't. I didn't watch Ooh, it. I didn't watch okay. it. I heard it was the Peggy Carter yeah. one. That one. Yeah, I didn't catch it. Yeah. Yeah. You it. know what? I'm gonna tell you this right now. It's not like it's not. It's not even on the level of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Damn. It's not even there. <laughs> Damn. Bro. You know how like it's like the bottom yeah, of the, the bottom. bottom. So it's even it's lower not, it's than even that. Lower than that. Oh, see, that's not what I want to hear, man. <laughs> Damn. See, and and I and I, you know, when it's documented, I say that like I'm not that excited for what if for some reason, and this isn't a good start. You know what I'm saying? But to be fair, aren't they like all like different? Like they jump around yeah. and just random they're, shit. They're all different what if things and stuff. like okay, that. Okay, so yeah, so that, like, this could just be a one thing that's just. So and then everything else better. Who well, think knows? about think about like the first ever Captain America movie, like the yeah, first Avenger. Yeah, you know yeah, how it was yeah, kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So you don't have like good material to work with. Work good, with. Like, yeah. Okay, yeah, that makes so sense. So it's kind of like a remake of the first movie, but with Peggy Carter instead. Oh, okay. and it's like how do I put this? It's it's all right. Like it's, it's right. not yeah. like the. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's got it's got a cool action sequence that's like that's you know one shot or one mm. take or whatever but it's animated yeah. so it don't, but it, it's it don't really good though it's, yeah. it's good in the sense that like that shot was really like cool, cool. yeah uh like better than than that uh a sequence in falcon and the winter soldier where like you know falcon in the first episode falcon is flying through flying, the, yeah, yeah and that shit's like, badass okay yeah, it yeah. overdoes it it's it oh it uh it's usurps it a little bit for okay, me. Okay, okay. How, how do you like the animation? The animation, I'm, uh, I kind of am digging it a little bit. Are people you getting like, you used to it? Yeah, I got used to it. It's people yeah. are like very hit or miss, but it kind of does feel like it's like a graphic novel, but in motion. Mm, yeah, uh, yeah and also, it looks like that's what they're going. And for. also, I think that Marvel has gone on to say that it's canon, so some of these multiversal characters will cross over into the main MCU. So you sort of do have to watch it because it's gonna, it's gonna cross over. Cross over, yeah. Uh, but you know, I'm assuming maybe, maybe Haley Atwell, Haley Atwell will actually come. In to the MCU mm. as oh, yeah, Captain yeah. Carter. Yeah, you know? so yeah, yeah. There's always that possibility, but overall, like the show really isn't. It really wasn't like this. Like, oh my God, must watch TV. We yeah. need to talk about it every episode. Like, yeah, you know what I mean, like, thing. yeah. Like, honestly, I, I get more thrills talking about the Bad Batch than I do about this. Oh show. shit! Wow. I mean, like, how do I, how do I say this? It's not bad. Yeah. 
But it's not like it don't blow you out the yeah. water. But see again, man, this the first episode, so you gotta, you yeah. know. Oh, did they start with two or is it no, just, just one? one. Okay, just one. Okay. But you know what? The second episode is gonna be T'Challa as Star Lord. Oh, so see, you know, you know, right off the at. bat, like just alone hearing Chadwick's voice, yeah, is yeah. gonna just set you oh, on that next man. level right there. Yeah, so that's crazy. So I wonder, like, they because they really got Chadwick Boseman's voice. So like, yeah. have they been planning this for like three or four years? Like, how they get them to record that? Like, well, you know, like they, when they were doing like the Marvel Phase Four announcements, where they were like WandaVision, uh, yeah, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki. Like, yeah, what if was part of that lineup? Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. And so they, they were like, "We have all of these actors to come and voice their roles and stuff oh, like that." Yeah, and they put yeah. like a slideshow. That goes to show how far ahead they be, man. So yeah, God, they, they had it already in plan. So they just pretty much you just had Chadwick sit him down and have him go into the voice booth, record his lines, and then all yeah. right, peace out. Yeah. And he didn't have to be like in like physical shape to. to yeah, read his it lines. don't matter. It's just real. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, like, like I said, it's just it's it's cool, and I think he's confirmed. If I'm like, I read the. Uh, the story correctly, he's going to be in three episodes this season, okay. and this episode two is going to be his first episode first of his one. little arc that he's going to be in. Okay. I wonder if he's going to be like Star-Lord in all three episodes. That would be interesting. I just mm, That's going to be crazy. Because I know there's going to be a Black Panther episode and where, uh, where uh, Killmonger's Black Panther. Oh, yeah, yeah. I heard about that. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, I don't really know what to say about What If other than it was all right. I mean, I'm sure it'll get better. Okay. Um, and that's pretty much all I can say. That's that's just the jury's still out. I'll, I'll put it to you that way. I think there's nine episodes this season, uh, so hopefully, like maybe like the Doctor Strange episodes or the Spider-Man episodes will get better. Yeah. We'll take it to the next level. But yeah, right now it's just humble beginnings. Uh, the next thing that uh, I'll go ahead and kick it over to you since I watched What If uh, Troy, you watched Don't Breathe Two. Don't Breathe Two. Listen, uh, I got to start off by saying the first Don't Breathe was special. I, I really liked it. One of the best. You know, I think one of the underrated horror movies. Like, a lot of people don't talk about Don't Breathe, and it was great. And that's why I was just so disappointed in this second <laughs> God damn, man. They just had to fuck it up. Like, first of all, so, like, with the first one, with no spoilers, but in the first one, it was so good because they had you conflicted because you had this the main character guy that's blind but he could hear really well and he got like ex-military skills and killing skills and stuff it, it puts you in this kind of fucked up position because the um because he was a he was a rapist kidnapping asshole but yeah. but at the same time you had people breaking into his home disturbing his peace so he had the right to do what he was doing so yeah. he was kind of conflicted like in one hand it's like man leave this old man alone like and then the second hand you like man damn but like he's an asshole though so it, it really but then in this it's like really it's like they it's almost like they forgot that they made this dude a serial killer I mean, a, 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 a fucking rapist. It's like they, they trying they to turn make him you... into a hero. Yeah, I'm like, did y'all just forget the other movie? Like, I'm supposed to. So he's all like, he's got like a little daughter, and he's yeah, like, yeah, and he's like, like a good guy, a good guy. Yeah. And I'm like, so I'm supposed to root for this, this rapist, or I'm supposed to root for this like this kidnapper? Like, are you serious right now? And so immediately it took me out the movie off that alone. He's like smiling and shit. I and, bet. And, like... and then and then what made it worse? Like at first it was a sm it was a smart little 
gimmick that they had. Like he can't see, I mean, he can't see, but he could hear very well. Right. But in this movie, like without spoiling it, it's, it's almost like they just said, screw that. Like screw that. Like the whole notion of like, we got to be quiet. Cause he can't, you know, like, cause it, that's what created the horror and the suspense in the first one. Cause it was like, they got to be quiet and he's right there, but he can't see him. And they're like, Oh shit. And they're trying to tiptoe around them and not make noise. But he, he knows someone's over there, but he, you know what I'm saying? It's so fucking like like suspenseful. And so but, they do away with they did away but with the suspense. And this is just like he just can see basically. <laughs> like he can't see, but basically he can. He can just do. He know exactly where everybody at. He just know. And I'm just like, oh man, they took away the the core essence, of, uh, the core uh, fundamentals of what made the first one good. And and it's like what all sequels do, man. They just so they just abandon what made the first one good, and they just it start to be all about spectacle and all this other stuff and you could tell so like bigger the, isn't always better than big, exactly man i just I, me personally i wish they could have found a way to make it just as small just as contained and 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 you know it would have been great but they were you know sequels they always got to try to outdo it and it which makes it worse you i know? saw i saw a review by jeremy johns and he said that uh that in this movie they had him uh, get beat up more than he did in the first movie. Yeah, yeah. Because he's the hero, so therefore he can't yeah, be right. overpowered. Because it's like they're trying to make you care for him, so we gotta, <laughs> you gotta make you feel bad. It's like, get the fuck. But overall, man, it, 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 listen, this isn't the worst movie ever. It's just very disappointing. Okay. So that's how I feel about that one. All right, all right. I guess I'll, uh, I'll take the reins here on this one. Um, I watched Free Guy over the weekend in theaters because, you know, it's only exclusively in theaters. And uh, I got to say that uh, I, was, I was very pleasantly surprised by the movie. It's so fun. It's, uh, it's Ryan Reynolds' charisma just like uh, – it's basically like just if you can just bottle it up and just there it is, that's the product. Mm. Um, they did a lot of things about games and game culture. Uh, they, they basically – you can tell the directors and the producers and writers, they, they did their homework and they got it right. Yeah. Um, they even had like consulted like the people – they had cameos in, so I saw an interview where they had like Jack Septicai. Oh, that's uh, cool. That's um, dope. And Ninja, you know, they were they were in the movie. Oh, Ninja. Yeah. As, oh, as cameos, they, they as got the, they got the legendary yeah. Ninja in there. Okay. Yeah, they had him as themselves streaming the game Free Guy. Oh, that's crazy. And uh, like you know, talking to their audience and stuff like that. So they had them like both doing their like themselves playing themselves in the movie, but also on the side they talked about on the interviews. I said, oh yeah, they actually got took our notes and like you know asked us about terminology such as you know what do you call it when somebody watches you play games like oh it's a let's play and they're yeah. like you know taking notes down uh, that, so like man that's crazy you go from just being a, a person that play games very well now you want to move in a movie like <laughs> Hollywood you, is sending you an, uh, can you be in our movie you know yeah, like, like can you imagine that just being good at something normal and then you just it makes you blow up to the point where you're on a movie like that's crazy yeah yeah so there was a lot of like a uh, real uh uh, uh, industry people that were in the movies, like just like cameos and stuff. Mm. Like even like a real employee of IGN is literally playing themselves working at IGN, uh, interviewing an indie developer. Uh, uh -huh, and I'm crazy. like, holy shit, that's that's some like th like yeah like three dimensional shit right there. Yeah. Like I was as far as like that. They, they let you know they took it serious. Like. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and there, there were like a lot of things that they got right, but there were things that they had to like drum up for the sake of uh, drama. Drama. So yeah. like for instance. Um, you know, whenever like a sequel to a game comes out, like the first game just doesn't go away and get deleted. Yeah, yeah. But for the sake of drama, they had to make it so 
the first game is yeah, gonna just, just die. Did and, die like, yeah. yeah. But that's not how movie uh, games work. You know, yeah. like Destiny Two comes out, it doesn't like delete Destiny One. One, right, right. So right. And but, matter of fact, a lot of people like going back and playing the older yeah, versions. And exactly, stuff. but like. Just for the sake of like plot or whatever, was, like, yeah, they had to make like, oh it like, God, oh, we got to get deleted yeah, and shit yeah, like that, you yeah. know. But like, I can, I can uh, just get look past. I can that. give it a pass. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. They got a lot of things right, anyways. Yeah. Uh, but as far Quick as question like, was Digital Foundry in there anywhere? No, Digital Foundry. Oh, damn. Okay. Uh, there was, uh, but like, there were some uh, voice cameos and stuff like that. Like, okay. And I, I had one of them spoiled for me, like as far as like pre-watching it. Uh, but if I didn't know that it wasn't. Uh, if I didn't know to hear, listen for his voice, mm. I wouldn't have known it. But Hugh Jackman is in the in the movie as a oh, voice. Oh man, that's he, crazy. He voices a character, but you don't know it's Hugh Jackman. It's unless you you unless either you know, know or, listen, or you, or you yeah. know his how his voice sounds like. Sound like yeah. Because like I was watching the credits, I stayed and watched the credits because I wanted to see all of like the cameos. Yeah. And like there were uh, voices that were in there, and I'm like, oh, he this person was in it. Damn. Like I didn't even think about it, and I was like, and I read like their description of like their background characters, like oh that was that guy, and like. Yeah. Uh, I, I was surprised by the number of people that got in there. Uh, even like uh, certain cameos that they got in there for like a quick hot second just to play themselves was hilarious. Yeah. There was so much that was going on as far as like just so much joy. Like I, I was grinning and I was having a good time watching this movie. Dare I say it, I had a better time watching Free Guy than I did watching Suicide Squad. <laughs> I, I mean, I, 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 that don't surprise me because I mean, Free Guy seems like that kind of movie, like where it's meant to be fun just yeah. pure pure joy you yeah. know and uh that that doesn't you know i mean i don't know about that rock the rock move jungle cruise when you said <laughs> that i'm like come on now but this i that makes more sense for yeah sure. yeah there was i like the movie i definitely will watch it again i was assuming that it was going to come on disney plus like in like 90 days but if it's a 20th century studios movie and i think that uh, oh, HBO. so that means you had to go to the theater and yeah. sing, right? Yeah. And that means it's probably going to make good money in the box office, <laughs> it right? It made less money than the Suicide Squad. It made less than the Suicide Squad? Yep. Oh, shit. I thought it did good. I thought it did better than the Suicide Squad. I was wrong. <laughs> no. Uh, but you could try, though. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, um, but just to say, just to uh, uh, you know, finalize or like say everything in the same piece, um, I would definitely watch it again. I'm going to wait for it to come on HBO Max because I think... Uh, before Fox got sold off to Disney, Fox sold a, a licensing deal with Warner Media, so all of their stuff is gonna go to HBO first. So I think oh, that this okay. movie is gonna come on HBO Max later this year, oh, okay. as its as its first run, and then yeah, after then it leaves, it go. It, it'll go to Disney Plus. Oh, okay, okay. But it's such a good movie, and I can't wait for like more movies because I think there might be, there may be a sequel we're gonna cover in the news. But, okay. Uh, okay. There's a, it's a good starting point. I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll say that. Okay. Um, everybody was uh, was top notch. Uh, there were so many video game things that just uh, were like, I don't, I can't spoil it. Okay, I'm gonna just say this. One, my only criticism about the movie was I think they got Taika Waititi wrong. Uh, he was the Taika Waititi is a great actor and a great director, right? And he's so eccentric, but he was cast as the villain, and I don't think he plays a douchebag very well. Mm. He was like a corporate evil douchebag, and he doesn't. There are better actors that can play that role than, than, than him. him. Mm. So, yeah, that's all I got to say about that. Okay. Uh, so I'll go ahead and kick it, uh, kick it off back to you here. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, the uh, next one I seen, I, I didn't finish it because it's a docu-series, but it's a J.J. Uh, Abrams produced uh, docu-series called UFO. And it's about, and it's on Showtime. And it's about like the, it's, a, it's basically about the UFOs 
that has been spotted over the years and and it's about how you know kind of like the u.s government tries to cover it up but it's so obvious that like these you know ufos are really exist and more than just it touches on more than the fact that it's ufos because ufos is anything that you just don't know what it is in the sky right but okay. they're touching on the fact that no these are you know this is aliens like this is a this is or to say put it like this it's technology that doesn't exist on earth the way they're at these ufos that they're seeing able to move in ways that can't possibly be moved yeah, with maneuvered, technology yeah. maneuvered yeah. like yeah with technology on earth and the way that they don't have sound you know they don't have like anything you hear in the sky you're gonna hear some kind of sound right and they're right. just ultra silent and it's just basically people talking over the years of and, it, and it's, it's crazy because one of the things that's so fascinating about this documentary that is multiple years where it, uh, the UFO thing became a phenomenon like in 97 in Phoenix Arizona a bunch of millions of people well not millions but thousands of people outside their homes looking up at these yeah I remember that one right yeah and then if you, I, I remember that and then in 2000 and like one you got like the people that you know where uh the people the fighter jets they seeing something like and they're talking like what is that uh something's moving and that was a phenomenon then everybody's talking about it now and then even recently you know where they asked like obama like hey uh you know what is going on like in the sky and we're seeing it and so these phenomenons keep happening because they keep showing up again and it's over a long period of time and the technology our technology is advanced so much since it first happened but yet you know we've been seeing this since you know like it's been spotted the same exact yeah. moving in the same exact way since the 80s and 70s and stuff so it's like how is this technology still the same from back then to it is now and it's just a fascinating it's, it's just very fascinating you got senators you know at the time you know saying like making jokes about it like man it's an alien ain't no aliens and then yet <laughs> that same senators in, get interviewed and they're saying man I'm not gonna lie like you know I've seen stuff that is ridiculous I've never you know and it's just so fascinating and I think everyone should check it out it's much more than just what it, you know, oh, UFOs is going to talk about UFOs. No, they're coming with like some stuff that if you didn't believe in UFO aliens, you will believe in them now. And uh, and I'm not finished with it. I'm only on episode two, but like I just There's only four episodes, I believe. Yeah, it's only four episodes. Yeah. And I'm on episode two, but I and I didn't even plan on watching. I watched like five minutes of it. And I was like, oh no, I got to watch all this shit. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have I, the rest of the impressions next week. But I think that um, it's like a slow burn, uh, like. I think the UFOs are real, and I think that instead of like telling everybody all at once to not create a panic, they're just gonna slowly drip it. In, drip well, see, it. in the documentary, it's a uh, it's a bill that's passed where they had uh, just passed 2020. They had six months to reveal everything they knew about the UFOs because of a bill that was passed. So they had to reveal, they had to like all the, the information that the government knew, they had to release it to the public. Declassified, yeah. Yeah, and I once know. they did that, that helped this this documentary get made because uh, basically all the people that's been talking about it over the years, you find out now how they had, they were right and the government was hiding stuff. Yeah. And so it's just... It's, uh, yeah, I think it was like a, I remember like that was like a big, huge dump. It was such, so much information. Yeah, yeah. You had to take a lot of people to parse through all that yeah. stuff. 
Yeah, but, uh, yeah. The yeah. reason why I was saying like it's a drip feed is because I think as a way to like to not you know panic people, you slow you slowly like make alien movies like you know sci-fi action yeah. movies and stuff yeah. that just sort of gets people uh, okay with the idea yeah. before you like uh, fully reveal it. Well, yeah, because one of the great things about like in the in the documentary they was talking about because the the senator of uh, or no the governor uh, the 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 Phoenix uh, governor he was like. Uh, you know, first he was taking it serious, like, okay, we're gonna see what this is because people were demanding in Phoenix. It was a big thing in '97. They were demanding, like, what is that? Like, if y'all don't know, either say y'all don't know or tell us what's going on. It was becoming a problem, and he was taking it serious. And then out of nowhere, he had a press conference. And he just changed completely to yeah. like he made it like a joke, like he brings out a fake alien, and they, they was playing, and like it's a theory going on. Like the government told him to like no, like yeah, yeah, shut that shit down. Yeah, and, no, um, I I I. Know. I hear about those things too, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I even heard that, and like was like uh, Trump was about to say uh, uh, say it publicly, but then he got like told mm, not to. Or to told like not you think to. about like Space Force or whatever. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, right. Like he was he he was uh, acting on stuff that we didn't know. But we mm. thought he was, he was like a fucking. He yeah, already, we yeah. already have so little credibility with him that he, anything he says, says it's like he thinks like, he's a dumbass. Or whatever, he's a but, dumbass. Yeah. But like that being said, though, I think there was like a story we covered on the games podcast where like somebody from the Israeli government said that like he was former formerly of the Israeli government, where um, he he said that there is actual aliens. The U.S. and Israeli have been in contact with them and made deals and stuff like that yeah. for peace. Yeah. I mean, so. I don't know if I believe that, but one thing that that they do talk about in this documentary is how, out of all the years that they've been seen or whatever, and like doing all this crazy shit, and they show like footage of space, like we they got footage of space where like it's almost like a shooting star. You see, like it coming like this and zip off like that, <laughs> like it's on some Star Wars shit, like as if like they it, light speed, bro. Like it's so good, like that. But they did say over all these years, the the um. The UFOs never like seemed like they was trying to do any harm. It was almost like they compared it to like a camera in the water when we're examining fish, and we have cameras in the water just trying to look at it, but we're not gonna hurt the fish with the camera. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's almost like that's how they compared it. Like over all the years, it's almost like they've been examining us and stuff, and they'll just zip off if someone starts coming toward them or yeah. whatever. So it's almost like it's not like a threat, but you know, it's it's crazy though. This article reads: Former President. Barack Obama touched on the subject of UFOs when he appeared on the Late Late Show with James Corden last month. What is true is his quote, what is true and I'm actually being serious here is that there is footage and records of objects in the skies that we don't know exactly what they said. Um, he said, we can't explain how they move, their trajectory. They uh, did not have an easily explainable pattern and so I think that people still take it seriously trying to investigate and figure out what it is. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy, man. I think everybody should check that out J just for the fascinating aspect of it. Not even to be like, have you on any kind of conspiracy theories or nothing like that, but it's just a fascinating story so far. All right, cool. All right, I'll take the reins here on this one. I watched Beckett. And uh, your your hair looking like John David Washington right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got the same other hairstyle. On it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know what? I'm gonna tell you this right now. The movie starts off boring as fuck. <laughs> At the beginning of the movie, everything with Alicia Vikander and she's oh. in the scene. She's on like the whole movie starts off with just John David Washington and Alicia Vikander just going on vacation and just having dinner and. 
going on or uh, driving on the road. That's a Netflix one, right? Netflix movie, yeah. The Damn, Netflix, Netflix movie. step it up. Okay, no, right, but you know, hey, look, that's the beginning of the movie. I'm talking about like the first 15 minutes of the movie. Yeah. It's just establishing that they're just a couple. Yeah. They're a boyfriend and girlfriend, and they're on vacation in Europe, and that's it. And then, like, uh, I guess without, I guess a sm- minor spoiler here, but then, like, all of a sudden, uh, John David Washington, on their way to the hotel late at night, they, he falls asleep at the wheel, and they get into a car accident. And it kills Alicia Vikander's character. God damn, Louis! You don't think done. that's a spoiler? That's, a, that's literally like the first fifteen minutes of the movie. But damn, that's a big spoiler because no. I thought I thought she was literally the no. the co-star of the mm-hmm. entire movie. Nope. So that's what made this a spoiler. No, because if you, you look at the you billing, ruined the surprise. If you look at the billing, she's last. Yeah, but that don't matter. Like yeah. I didn't know she was gonna die in the first fifteen minutes. That could have been a surprise. You, you said no, just I'm, a little I'm spoiler. You, a little spoiler. Like, like, yeah, one look, of the characters you thought look, was right gonna die. Like, look, let me tell you this: damn, the movie man. doesn't even matter. She doesn't matter to the plot. She literally does not matter. Yeah, to the but plot. the point you know is, what she matters. It matters that she's Alicia Vikander. Yeah, but That's see, it. but see, that would <laughs> made it a surprise because anytime you have a big character, uh, big like actress, actors. and they die, it's a surprise. That's the whole point of having like Alicia Vikander <laughs> in that role just to die so you can be it's like when you watch suicide squad i ain't gonna reveal yeah, but yeah, yeah. certain people die you're like what the fuck i didn't think that like you know what i'm saying but yeah. i guess that's ruined now sorry folks <laughs> no but that look i'm telling you this like like the, 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 i'm telling you the bad part all that stuff is the bad part of the movie the movie as soon as she dies the movie gets good okay as like seriously the whole movie plot like i'm not there's like a whole there's way more at play here than just that that's literally just the premise that's the setup and shit goes wild after that. And I mean very wild. Uh, there's so much plot that I'm not telling you that's literally just the premise. Is a, ho- a couple goes on vacation and then they get into an accident. And then next thing you know, like as you see the trailer, someone's trying to kill John David Washington's character. And he doesn't know where the fuck is. Why is he being hunted down? You know, he was in a car accident. And then. Uh, interesting. So it's like a whole like globe trotting, not globe trotting, Europe trotting adventure and uh, uh, action and intensity mm-hmm. uh the soundtrack uh definitely conveys like that that edge of your seat like mm-hmm. clenching your teeth yeah. moments and i really think that the movie really was good as as far as setting the mood um i there there was it was so much at play especially where there was like the there's a lot of characters that were speaking in like uh uh greek oh, and of greek. course uh john david washington doesn't speak greek but they don't put the subtitles in for you, the audience. Oh, that's cool. So, like, I like you're, when like, they you're do feeling stuff that, like, that. Like, that like, like, you don't know, like, yeah. what the fuck going, like, hey, he feel, basically. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, it puts you in his shoes. Uh, so, this movie does so much, at, this movie does so much, so well. Uh, especially towards the end where, like, there's so much at stakes and, like, uh, there's a lot of, like, uh, four-dimensional chess being played. Now, I'm going to say this. There was one stunt in the movie that was so unrealistic but the whole movie is pretty feeling. It, it feels so grounded. It feels so realistic. It feels so intense. And but there's this one stunt at the end that's just kind of like, man, they jumped the shark. It was the last stunt of the movie, but it felt like they jumped the shark. Yeah. Uh, but also, I just want to give a shout out to John David Washington. Man, he delivered a very heartfelt, very like heart clenching performance. There's a scene where he's just breaking down, and you just feel those tears. And you're like, damn, man. John David Watson's a good actor, man. He's like, he was, he delivered, he elevated that, that content. Like, he elevated yeah. the script. He made it better. He made it better, yeah. So, uh, it's on Netflix. You can watch it. I would just say, if you're bored with the first 15 minutes of the movie, just deal with it. 
Cause I had picked something. Just after, get through that. Just yeah. get through that. I was checking my time. Like I was like, God yeah, damn, like, yeah. I was so disinterested. Like when some shit gonna go down? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nothing was happening. Yeah. Nothing is happening. And like, um, I will say there is one line of dialogue in the beginning of the movie that that pays off at the end of the movie. But like, it's so like you know, yeah, little like whatever. I was like, okay, I can see why they had to set that up, but it's really not that much of a setup. Okay. So I don't really. Uh, I, I would say I still say recommendation. Would I have gone to see? I've seen this movie in theaters. I don't know, to tell you the yeah. truth. I don't yeah. know, but I still liked it. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, go ahead, Troy. Um, yeah, I'm going to talk about a documentary uh, called Val. This, now, this documentary here is, is a masterpiece. It, it's it's going to get nominated at the Oscars for Best Documentary. Best documentary. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a masterpiece. And uh, it, it's really, like, it's really fascinating because it's almost like the, it's about the actor Val Kilmer. And uh, how he kind of de- he developed throat cancer over the years, oh. and uh, and it kind of you know it, it messed up the way he talked. He kind of got to use one of the, uh, uh, the talk, yeah. and you still can't barely <laughs> understand him. And uh, and it's crazy because this documentary is almost like he he was making this documentary his whole life because he has footage from like his entire life basically like he has like even when he was a kid it is like footage from the set 1970s of him like recording and him just doing all this stuff and it's almost like his whole life was made for this documentary you know Damn. having footage over all them years and one of the things that's so fascinating is that you know how heartfelt it is like you just think like oh okay it's about an actor <clears throat> it's about an actor who gets throat cancer okay you know and that's like okay but as you watch it you kind of find out like some deeper things that's that's much more heartfelt like not to reveal you know what happened but it, you know the documentary almost started as like almost a documentary about one of his family members and i'm like what the fuck is this documentary about him or one of his family members but it's all set up because that family member dies oh, and, shit. And, and, and it's like spoiler i'm just kidding I'm yeah just kidding. you know what i'm saying but it, it's almost like oh uh, it just hits you you know what i mean and but do and they reveal that they're dead or do they reveal like like during the plot like of the of the sequence that they die later on or do you know no they, is it like one of those like dramatic irony where the audience knows she's this family member is gonna die no they no, they uh. just reveal that he, like he says it like and then you know he passes away bam like wow. the, you know and it's not even like in the middle it's like it's set up it's all at the beginning it's, all like, set, it's, up, set, okay. it's set up at the beginning and then it's still revealed at the beginning but like the documentary almost starts off talking more about this family member than himself you know and he until he reveals that that family member died and whatever and uh and it's great because you kind of find out that like oh man he was talking about him in past tense the mm-hmm. whole time and now it makes sense oh, okay. but uh and then it's just heartfelt moments all throughout the movie like a scene where he, you know he meets his daughter and yeah, you're like what the fuck i was gonna talk about that next because they reviewed they officially put that scene out on youtube for oh really the oh, scene wow. where uh, he meets his daughter oh really i didn't yeah. know that but yeah so it's just throughout the you know it's much more heartfelt than i thought it would be and i was only fascinated to see it because val kilmer was a big actor in the 90s in the early 2000s mm-hmm. and i always wondered what happened to him he kind of just fell off he the face in, of the in, earth in the 80s he was in top gun and then yeah, in the 90s yeah. he was batman batman and, and he was in all kind of heat and all yeah. kind of stuff so I, you know, uh, that's why I was fascinated to watch it. But 
I didn't expect when I watched it, it was going to have all these moments where you almost want to cry. And I didn't expect it to be funny. It's humor in it. You know, it's actually like Val Kilmer, the footage he captures just captures the personality of who he is, you know. And one of the things that was great is he still has that same personality, even with his throat cancer and he's all messed up. He's still <laughs> doing the funny stuff that he did. And like some of these old footages of, you know, him uh, auditioning for Top Gun and auditioning. You see all this just different stuff and it's like damn like it's great how he have all this footage and so it's just great man it's a it's a masterpiece i i think i say everyone go check that out it's it's a great it's on great. amazon prime if you have amazon if you uh, troy didn't know this but apparently if you when you buy amazon like prime for like shipping you get prime video for free when included as part of that so you can literally watch it on prime video right now so. Yeah, so I, I I suggest everyone check it out. One of the uh, or if the if not the best documentary out this year so far. All right, and the last bit of impressions here, and I think this might be the longest we've ever been on impressions. By the way, we're thirty min thirty minutes into the show. Uh, the last bit of impressions that I have is the Bad Batch. The uh, the Bad Batch uh, it had its finale, um, and I watched the final three episodes in one sitting, and I'm glad I did because it's a two part finale. It's a two-part finale. But you didn't watch the last. And, and but the third the third to last episode was also a cliffhanger that goes into the two-part finale. So if anything, it's a three-part finale. If That's anything. dope. So and I'm so glad I watched it because it was all like there's no there's no in these last three hey, episodes. Just for the whole two episodes because no. I'm trying to hear. Nah. Hell no, hell no. In the last three episodes, they they they're all like main quests. You know how like they've been doing like side quests and like you know like yeah. no, this is all main story. Yeah. And uh, there were so many payoffs. To the these the, the things that happened within the show that like it all just sort of culminated in like these perfect arcs and these be this beautiful like story that was just so like you know just tugs at the heartstrings when there was like a final confrontation that happened um, that that was like uh, there was a final confrontation that happened between um, between the the bad batch and um, and crosshair. Of course, that was gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. And it was such an emotion. It was a, an emotional one, oh, and it was cool. it was well deserved. And, um, you know, like, he was like, you know how, like, in, uh, uh, in X-Men Days of Future Past, when Magneto said, uh, when, I mean, there was, like, a scene in the airplane with Magneto and Oh, yeah, Professor and Zeta. he had it all shaking and, and yeah, shit. And yeah, and he's like, he's like, no, Charles, you betrayed me, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. They, were, they told, yeah. they pointed the finger at each other and said, yeah. you betrayed me, and I'm, no, you betrayed yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. And, like, that was just perfect. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was so good, and, um, there was, uh, character development for, um, uh, for the damn, I forgot her. What's the name of that little girl? The little girl uh, from oh, the Bad Batch. I, I can't remember I, her name anymore. I haven't anymore. seen the show in so long. I don't forget you know her name. Yeah, yeah, the little girl. Yeah, yeah the little girl. And so she, uh, there was this moments between her and Crosshair that was really good, and I didn't think they were gonna do that. There were moments that like helped cement her 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 growth in yeah. the and uh, in, in her leadership skills mm. uh, that they were building up throughout the whole season, and then also. There was uh, there was this character that almost you think that we're gonna die, and I'm like, oh my god, they're gonna kill him, and then it was so. And if they killed him, they they would have been able to get away with killing them, and then like no one would have like been like that heartbroken. Tripping, but yeah. the way they did it, the way it was, the way they were about to like they were gonna they were dying, and they were all like falling and dying, and I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. Uh, and also, uh, real talk, this show has done has uh, done a thing where 
because it's a kid show, they can't show somebody just getting murdered. Yeah. But they sh- they like they didn't show it. Like they just show it off. They camera. showed off camera. Yeah. You know, like uh, in episode three when when Anakin just strikes the lightsaber at the little kid yeah. and then they cut away. Yeah, yeah. They did a and moment they do like a lot that. Of that. They yeah. did a moment like that where it's like, damn, they they about to mark them. Yeah, like, damn. And there's some there was some Game of Thrones shit that was happening in Camino that was so good and it set things up that was gonna happen in the late in the movies like with with Palpatine and stuff like that. Uh-huh, yeah. There was uh so everything just sort it of tracks. Connects, well. connects. Yeah. It connects and it tracks. And I didn't I didn't think they would have the balls to do what they did. And and there was a decision that they made in the finale or in the second and last episode that was just like, holy shit, they went there. And like a Lucasfilm allowed them to do it. And I'm like, there was some shit that like I was genuinely shocked and surprised. This show stuck the landing like that's good way better than any of the marvel live action shows i've done yeah i will say yeah and i yeah. you really you you should check it out man it's it is uh s tier like peak star mm-hmm. wars that's like good. that in mandalorian See, the, like only reason, the only reason i i got away from it is because one of the things that cartoon uh shows do is they like they get away from the story like i'd be invested in what's going on and sometimes they just had these side even yeah. though they don't be bad it's just like man, I'm they wanna, do a lot of side quests yeah, yeah I, I don't want no side quests it's almost <laughs> feel like filler like yeah. it's like let's make the season longer so let's have these little adventures and then that's what kind of throw me off but because like when you fell off they were doing filler yeah exactly yeah. you know but if they were if they stick to you know i would rather uh like a uh, well the mandalorian with a shorter episode but it's it's like well i would rather yeah. like a, a shorter season like with say like eight or nine episodes that are just all full just story than like having maybe 16 17 episodes but then they so go like off. I, I like you're right you're you're right about that but you know how like episode one of the bad batch with the 70 minute premiere and everything like that, that shit was, was so was bad so oh my it's god it's like it that. was like a movie it's like the bookend i might it. go back i might just go and watch the last three episodes let me go ahead and watch the last three <laughs> so like i'm gonna tell you, put it this way it's like the premiere because like it's three episodes about the same length as the premiere yeah so it's like the premiere it's like the perfect bookend to it bookend it's almost yeah. like a full movie yeah. or something yeah so you can sort of like Get away with yeah, yeah, and then just sort watch of watch like, that, yeah. Because there's a lot of stuff that they paid off in the premiere that happened, yeah, uh, in this last three that, episodes. Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, uh, I might have to go back and check it out then. At least those last three. It was so good. I loved it, man. I really liked the show, and yeah, man, it's. Uh, those are some. That's a lot of impressions. I think it was like one, two, three, four, four, seven stuff that we talked about in impressions. The most we've ever done in any week of the show. Damn. So we'll go ahead and uh, keep it pushing. We're gonna go ahead and move on to the news. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. So, for the news, I don't have uh, an article for the very first news story, and here's what happened. Um, so, I, I get a lot of my headlines from this YouTube channel called John Campia. I just looked at the headlines, and then I go to the actual variety or the deadline or, the, you know, enter website here. I go to the source of his titles. Mm-hmm. So, I don't actually like, I don't even watch John Campia's opinions on stuff. That's I good. just look at That's the, good. Uh, yeah. the title, and I'm like, okay, let me go to the Let me go that. to, yeah. Let that's me go, how, let me that's how you're supposed to do it, yeah. Let me Google that and stuff like that. And let me find deadline. Let me find yeah. variety. Let me find screen rant. Let me find whatever I need to yeah. find. Uh, and here's the thing I had to go in there, and I couldn't find an article that, that gives me the headline. And I watched, I actually watched John Campion's video because mm. I had to, because I couldn't yeah, find that could. source. Uh. And number two, the source within the John Campion uh, article said variety reports. Mm. So, and I shit you not, I went to every variety, I searched 
manually searched and looked and looked at Variety.com, could couldn't not find, find a source. Hmm. So either A, that's That made me question wrong, the, yeah, the validity or, of it. Or yeah. B, either A, it's wrong, that the source is wrong, that John Camp mm. is wrong, or B, Variety took it down. Took it down. Uh, it's one or the one other. One of the two. Yeah. One of the two. And I don't know which one. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and... Uh, um, All we could do is go based off what we think. What we, yeah. yeah. So we're going to go by the headline. We're going to go and we're going to treat it as rumor. That's all we can do at this yeah. point until we have something more concrete to go by. Right. But the rumor is, and based off of the, Jane, the John Campia video, is that Disney gave Dwayne Johnson a new deal for his Disney Plus stuff, but not Scarlett Johansson. Again, I looked all over the internet. I couldn't find Deadline. I couldn't find Variety. I couldn't find you know, like anything. USA Today, New York Times, nothing. Mm. Like I found nothing to substantiate it other than this John Campia video. So that being said, uh, Troy, I'm going to kick it off to you first. If this is true, do you think this is sexism? Is this a double standard? What oh, yeah. are your thoughts on this? Oh, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a double standard. You know, this and what makes it worse, it, not, it doesn't only make it worse. Be, it, doesn't, it isn't just bad because Dwayne De Gerard Johnson is a male and Scarlett Johansson is a female. Mm -hmm. But makes it even worse is the fact that, you know, uh, Dwayne Johnson is a star, so it's almost like they're treating him better. Like, oh, uh, even though Scarlett Johansson is just as much of a star, so it, it's just terrible, you know. It's, it's well, and it, I mean, like Dwayne Johnson, I think has more star power. Than yeah, star yeah, Joe. more star, star power. But you see, he, I'd say he's the biggest. Him and Will Smith are like the biggest movie stars in the world, right? Uh, yeah. To me, yeah. I probably had Leo over both of them, but but the thing is, like, and I agree, he, he is a bigger name. But see, the problem is, is the fact that. It doesn't matter. Like you did a like you you know what I'm saying you renegotiated you renegotiated a deal with him and then you're not gonna do it with her. Like <laughs> that's some bullshit. And you know what it seems like to me what they did like this is like just off the top of my head. It feels almost as if they said okay she gonna make enough money. You know what I'm saying? Dwayne Johnson, he he'll make enough money too, but we we need him in more films, you know, and we want we want to stay in good graces with him. So let's re renegotiate this deal with uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. With Scarlett Johansson, she gonna make enough money, you know. It's a, whatever uh, she got because they not, remember they revealed like that they gave her twenty million. million. Yeah, she got twenty million already. She shouldn't do no complaining. This our last movie with her. She should be good. But Dwayne the Rock Johnson. We might want to use him again in the future. We don't know how much money this movie, uh, Jungle Cruise, gonna make because that shit trash. <laughs> so I, I, you know, I'm not saying it's trash. I ain't seen it, but I'm just saying like it, they probably knew like this might not be the biggest hit. We want him. We don't need him suing us. We want him on our side. But Scarlett Johansson, uh, whatever, you know. And so they're willing to go back to the table with. Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson but with Scarlett Johansson they basically had the 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 kind of attitude of like be grateful you already getting 20 million you know you know we in a pandemic just deal with it yeah. right and it's like that's not how business work you know what I mean and so this makes them look even worse it's almost like each week something comes out that <laughs> makes them look worse like, like what the fuck man like they need to they need to put the especially Bob Chapek he the main motherfucker like he need to put his pride to the side 
and just come back to the table and renegotiate. Because I feel like if they do that, they're going to drop the charges. They, that's all they want them to do. They don't, they yeah. trust me, they don't want to go to court. That's and, more money. And uh, Scarlett Johansson and her, and her lawyers have like said publicly that they have a, tried to approach Disney to renegotiate the deal. Whenever that announcement to, uh, to Disney Plus Premier Access was done, yeah. uh, they've said, like, we've tried to contact Disney and they won't return our calls and stuff yeah. like that. See, so that is that's, fucked up. That's man. really bad, but also just to, just to sort of like, Give Disney not even a not a pass, but uh, a little benefit of the doubt. And then, like I'm gonna say this, like as like a the most l- stretchingest thing I can think of is the fact that Jungle Cruise came out after Black Widow. So what if the, the, the lawsuit was pending in the back end and Disney knew about it before it was publicly known? And of therefore, what? Of uh, Scarlett Johansson? Of, of Scarlett yeah. Johansson. So what if they knew that this was all uh, rumbling in the background? And so they were like, okay, to prevent a second lawsuit from happening before, before Jungle Cruise comes out... Because again, they had yeah. time to react. Yeah. What they were like, okay, well, shit, we need to con- we need to get Dwayne Johnson on the phone. Yeah. And I like, mean, the, and the thing is, that's probably what happened. But what makes it worse is that it's not too late now. Like, trust me, actors don't want to go to court. Like, trust me, they don't. They they if they could have it, they waste. I mean, if Scarlett Johansson and her lawyers, they would settle out of court. Uh, and sell, exactly. Sign some NDAs. Sign, you know, make a deal. They'll make the and, go and back, and make sh- it, and just end it all. They don't. Want to have to go to court? All this propaganda, all this trust. So smear and, campaigns. So <laughs> so even right now, Disney can can make it right. Make a deal. So I don't want to hear about like, oh, you know, let's try to not have this happen with right. No, you save the deal with Scarlett Johansson or save that relationship, and then do the same thing with the Rock Johnson. Don't like, oh, let let me you know work things out with the Rock, but this is already going on in court. No, like finish that. Like like fix this. Also, make, you know. Also, this does not look good. Like the optics, if true, by the way. Again, we got to reference. Right. The optics, if true, would say to me that. Uh, if they if Disney turned around and gave the uh, and renegotiated a, a contract with Dwayne Johnson but not uh, Scarlett Johansson, then that means that it gives more credibility to Scarlett Johansson's claims in courts because the whole lawsuit thing is is uh, it's sort of an admission of guilt if it was true. Mm-hmm. It's saying that oh okay you know what you, the things are wrong mm-hmm. uh, we uh, we need a we need to give him more money and uh, like yeah. do that with her yeah. That's uh, that, that just made that's them look just bad. Making, yeah. That's just another point on the lawyers, on Scarlett Johansson's lawyers' uh, yeah. mm-hmm. briefcase. There, be like Exhibit A. Yeah, you know? like watch y'all do it with them. Yeah, uh, you know. So yeah, it's just there. There's no way out of this. I I honestly see it them making a sitting down with, eventually and making a deal because. Disney, I don't see them out of like getting out of this. They're gonna lose, and, they, and the thing is, they're making themselves look bad though. That's the worst thing about it. You don't want your brand as Disney. You don't want it to look like you can't do business with people properly, and look like you're gonna have beef with all these different actors. You want to look like everything's okay and everybody can get along, and they're not make they're not making a case for that. <laughs> Speaking of uh, making Disney look bad here. We're going to go ahead and move on to something, uh, something that Bob Chapek said. Oh, this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Simu Liu, the star of uh, Shang-Chi, um, has fired back at Disney CEO Bob Chapek. Damn. Uh, calling, uh, when Bob Chapek called uh, Shang-Chi an interesting experiment. So I'm going to go ahead and skip to the juicy part of the, of the article here. And it says here... Uh, Let's see here. Disney, uh, during Disney's most recent earnings call, uh, Bob Chapek commented that Shang-Chi's exclusive theatrical release would be, quote, an interesting experiment for the company. 
on Shang-Chi, we think it's actually going to be an interesting experiment for us because it, uh, it's got a, only a 45-day window for us. So the prospect of being able to make a Marvel title to the streaming service after going theatrical at 45 days will be yet another data point to inform our actions going forward with, on our titles. Uh, Lou seemed to respond to that comment on Saturday morning when he posted on social media saying that Shang-Chi, which is Marvel's first Asian superhero film, is not an experiment. Quote, we are the underdog, the underestimated. We are ceiling breakers. We are the celebration of culture and joy that will persevere after an embattled year. We are the sun. Uh, we are the surprise. I'm fired the fuck up to make history on September 3rd. Join us. That's what he posted on Twitter. So basically he's saying that, um, you know, he's like, motherfucker, we're not an experiment. Come watch our movie. And like, it just, this one, I'm not going to lie. This kind of feels a little like, uh, a little marketing blitzy for me. Like as far as telling people to call to action, to go watch the movie. But I mean, it, it's it's definitely. Uh, I mean, listen, I agree. That that do sound like that. That sound like they're like some marketing propaganda bullshit. But I will say this: if it is true, like if it is, what's the name? And I hate defending Bob Chapek, whatever the <laughs> fuck his name is. Like that dude is so far like he's been proving me wrong. Because I remember, remember we did a, a we talked about this guy a while ago, and my stance was get a dude a chance. You yeah. Because it was already bad shit about. Yeah, we had like, a topic on this. Yeah, yeah and yeah, I'm yeah. like get a guy a chance, but so. So far, I'm like, damn, every chance this dude is a dumbass. Every like, time he's in the news, it's for the wrong reasons. It's for the wrong reasons. But <laughs> this specific instance, I I feel like if this is true, what's the name from Chang Chi is being a bit sensitive. Like, <laughs> like, dude, like, because really, you got to look at the context of what he's saying. He is saying that it's an experiment because this is the very first Marvel movie that's going to take place in this 45 day they, window they, yeah. so like he mean experiment in the sense that well, release like, strategy yeah like yeah see how this do right he would have said the same thing if this was Avengers Infinity War if this was any anything Captain America he would have been like this is an experiment because it's, it's something a new situation that all theaters are about to have to start to deal with now was this 40 day, 45 day, day window, window mm-hmm. to see how much money the movie can make in this window see how they could, should go about releasing movies going forward because of this 45 day window that's all he's saying he ain't saying it's an experiment like, oh, like we oh, don't Asians, know so. yeah we don't know if they're gonna like it like oh cause <laughs> this is Asians that's not what he's talking about <laughs> you, know, you know when you first read the headline did you think that that's what yeah, he meant yeah I thought that's what yeah <laughs> like I thought like he, I'm like damn there's some whole ass like if he's saying that like there's some racist shit like you know what I mean like, like god damn could you imagine if they say that about Black Panther like I just experiment but then when you read the article it's like he's clearly talking about the experiment of releasing it in this whole 45 day window then going to Disney, Disney Plus, Plus yeah. so that like I, I honestly feel like they're being sensitive if this is true and not, and not mention, some marketing thing and not to mention like you know Simu Liu is calling to action I just I, I don't I, I, I get it it's it's obviously going to benefit his career on all that stuff. Don't get me wrong, and also yeah. it's going to make him look good to Disney and the franchise as a whole. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but I think I could have done a little. I could have done with like like the, cut the second half of it away. Yeah, yeah. And just say you know fuck you and then that, yeah, uh, fuck yeah. you N word yeah, and then yeah. that's it. <laughs> yeah. And then leave it at that. Yeah, you yeah. don't have to say come watch our movie. Come and on, like, yeah, yeah. Because that's what yeah. almost made it seem like what you were saying, like some marketing shit. Like 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 this is all part of their plan to try to get people like oh no I want to watch this now because. <laughs> <laughs> he said that shit. It's, what he mean is just a, a an experiment. An experiment. I'm gonna go see it. Like I feel like that's what they almost did it for. Like it's a, it almost.
almost come off that way. But if it is true and it just happened the way it happened, I feel like I got to defend Bob JPEG on this one. Yeah. All right. During the earnings call, JPEG did express that the release plan for Shang-Chi is not ideal, saying that the title was planned on being a much more healthy uh, theatrical the, the title was planned on being in a much more healthy a theatrical environment. No shit. Uh, Disney has released two other films uh, with predominantly Asian cast, the live-action epic Mulan and the animated feature Raya and the Last Dragon on premiere access during the pandemic. That is actually a true story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, representative for Disney and Lou did not immediately respond to Variety's comments. So, yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, it's kind of... It, the, 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 the headline is much more tantalizing than the actual story. Yeah, and, I, and also I got to say, I kind of disagree with the idea of like, oh, we're the underdogs, just because it's a Marvel movie. Like, like <laughs> there's so many people that... like you that, could, Okay, say, just put in Black Panther and tell me that you're not, that's not true. What Black we're Panther? Yeah, we're the underdogs. No, like I don't. That. I didn't feel that way about Black Panther. Like, I but felt people like, were treating it like it was. But not, like Black Panther made a billion dollars. <laughs> Let's just put that in context. It made more money than most of the other movies. Like, yeah. I, I listen. Like, you could always. I can. I understand where people are coming from when it's a a racial difference thing. And like, I I was super proud of Marvel by making you know Black Panther ninety percent black uh, or like you know African American or African. Uh, actors in that movie and stuff. I, I appreciated that and I appreciate them doing this. I just don't feel like I feel like you could make a movie called uh, a rock and shit but <laughs> and, and Marvel come across and people are gonna be like, man, I gotta see that. You know what I mean? So I, 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 I just I feel like yes, to a certain degree that might be the case, but at the same time, you're a Marvel movie. Like this isn't just like a a random superhero movie that's from a random studio. This is Marvel. Hell, I would even give him the underdog title if it wasn't Asian superhero movie from DC. Right, exactly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so would be like, they, okay. yeah, now it might be. Now what I can give Yeah, you but one. like Marvel, you gotta understand how many how many people are excited to get the Marvel shit back up and going because really if you think about it, Black Widow don't count because it takes place as a prequel. Like, you know what I'm saying? But as far as starting up this next phase, at least in the like movie stuff, this is the first movie to do it. So you gotta have so many people excited to just jump in the theater for the next Marvel whatever. So I don't feel like it's that much of an underdog <laughs> and it's gonna make solid money because it's a theatrical exclusive which all these movies should be but. all right and the final bit of top news that i have for you guys is the live action avatar cast has been announced and normally we uh, uh casting um normally casting is something i relegate oh. to extra news but uh the reason why i wanted to uh talk about casting here is because the uh the the cast is like very ethnically diverse here so uh gordon uh, Cor uh cormier is cast as ang uh let's see her name is uh, uh kia kia wentio is uh, cast as katara uh, this is ian ousley is uh, cast as so uh, soka and dallas Liu is cast as zuko now here's the thing um, a lot of these actors I've never heard of before, but apparently some of these guys um, actually do have like actual previous like work experience in doing other TV shows. Yeah, I have not heard of them, but hey, there you go. But what's really interesting is is that like with the first Avatar movie with uh, the M Night Shyamalan directed movie, yeah, that trash, it was, it was trash, yeah, God damn. Uh, you know, it was so whitewashed. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like 
number one, you're casting the age-appropriate actors that are actually the age yeah. of the characters. Yeah, not trying to make them like they're the age. Older, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like Osaka being, you yeah. know, back from Twilight. Right, yeah. Uh, so, you know, you got the, 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 the cast age, uh, ethnicity correct. And two, you got the age correct as far as, like... Um, mm. You know, not like Aang is a little Aang's a little kid, you know. Right, what I mean? right, right. You and, didn't get uh, a, like and, a midget to play him or yeah, something. Exactly. Uh, so I just wanted to say, like, just looking at some of these like screenshots of like Damn, uh, they got it right. They got it right. Yeah, I saw I saw some other ones where it's like the other uh, where you saw like uh, this guy was uh, next to hold on, is it? Yeah, this guy was next to Sokka and like he was like looked like him and stuff like that. I was very. Yeah. I was very happy with the casting, and uh, I just wanted to uh, give a shout-out to them. So far, there is still no release window tied to this Netflix series, but overall, like, what are your thoughts on uh, the casting? Listen, anytime, mainly for shows, but overall, like, anytime I you see a cast and don't recognize any of the cast members, to me, that's always good news, right? Like, for directing, it's a bit different, right? When I see a director and I never heard of them, I, that's when I'm a bit like, oh, I don't know. But when it comes to actors, if I've never seen, damn, <laughs> it's like they drew him after him or some shit. What the fuck? Yeah, uh, but anytime I don't recognize the actors, to me, that's always good news because I felt like, because you could always go for the big popular name, right? Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that, and to me, that's not a lot of thought and effort into the casting. To me, that's like, oh, okay, this is a big name. Of course, let's use him. You know what I mean? But but when, when the cast is relatively unknown, you could have searched the world for the best actors that might have just never have done anything, you know? And yeah, like, she looks exactly like her. So I feel like, you know, um, this might be good news. I don't, never heard of them. They could be the worst actors in history. <laughs> but but the, just because, you know, uh, we've never heard of these actors, I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. I actually think that could be a good thing because it means they actually look for the right people and they didn't just get, like, some big names or, or try to get... If anything, try to get some names that you have least heard of, you know. So, who knows, man? But uh, in terms Sorry. of looks, it's just unbelievable is, uh... how much they look alike. Like they characters, they look exactly like them, you know. And but also to be to be fair though, I do hope they didn't say, "Man, he looks like him." Casting, <laughs> I, hope, I hope that ain't You're the like, case because they almost look so much alike that it's almost like they were just looking for the looks, like. <laughs> Get someone that look exactly four for four with the yeah, looks. Yeah, like how you four for four? They look identical. <laughs> like it's different. Like he, they look identical. Like it's crazy, man. Like how much they look alike. So for the for the uh, for the uh, the audio listeners on the video, I'm actually showing images to Troy while he's talking of the Jeez. actors and next to their avatar counterparts. It's and it's so like it's unbelievable. It's so on point. Like, it's like on point, man. <laughs> and it's like I hope that ain't the case. I hope they just did such a good job that the acting is good and they look just like the characters so we'll see so let's see here uh i want to see if this article see the article gives us like the name of the cast and like the, the description of the characters they play but I, this article doesn't give me like uh it doesn't say anything about like the actors themselves and their previous uh, roles that they have done here. So I'd have to like uh, Google every one of their names and stuff. So I'm not going to do that because I'm too lazy to do that. Uh, but I, I just want to say that uh, just based off of like a, a, a YouTube video that I watched, they, they do have acting experience and they've done other stuff, all of them. So yeah, uh, that's good. So there you go. I'm just going to give the tip, the, you know, a tip of the hat to them for that. 
So yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. That's the last bit of top news. So we're going to go ahead and move on to the extra news. And there are 14 items on the list. Number one, uh, just like the Netflix... Uh, just like the Netflix thing before and the uh, the Netflix thing before, so Disney and Netflix, this is the third week in a row where I have to say a company is requiring its employees to be vaccinated. Yeah. Number one, Warner Media is requiring uh, its employees to get vaccinated. Number two, Disney has reaffirmed that Shang-Chi will be theatrically exclusive. Number three, Venom 2 got delayed three weeks to October 15th. So we were speculating. Number four, Ryan Reynolds stated that Disney wants Free Guy 2. Number five, Captain Marvel's sequel, The Marvels, has begun filming. Number six, Chloe Bennett departed the upcoming live-action Powerpuff Girls show for the, for the CW. Number seven, Idris Elba is cast as Knuckles, the echidna, in Sonic the Hedgehog movie sequel. Number eight, Hotel Transylvania 4 may be skipping theaters as Sony is nearing a $100 million deal with Amazon. Damn. Uh, number nine, Scarlett Johansson joins the next Wes Anderson movie. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Number 10, Johnny Depp says that Hollywood is boycotting him in his first interview since losing the libel case. You're so like, you were tickled by that one. <laughs> Hollywood's boycott, like literally with signs. No, Johnny Depp. No, they're not hiring him. They're not. Yeah, yeah I know what he means, but it's just the wording yeah. that he used, like boycotting them. You could just say blacklist. Blacklist, oh, yeah. He said boycotting. That make it like people got signs outside. Like, <laughs> Don't hire Johnny Depp. Number 11, a Los Angeles City Council has voted 13 to 0 to create vaccination requirements for indoor public spaces, such as restaurants and movie theaters. Number 12, Emma Stone has confirmed that she will return for Cruella 2. Number 13, Disney Plus reaches 116 million subscribers. Fuck. Number 14, the box office report. Uh, Free Guy opened to number one at $28 million, and Don't Breathe 2 uh, opened to number two at $10 million. Respect at number four, $8.8 million, and the Suicide Squad uh, loses 71% from oh, last yeah, week to course. this week. I thought it would have been 80. Let me take a look at the, how much did Free Guy, uh, Suicide, oh shit, the Suicide Squad made $26 million. Yeah, I was so, wrong. Yeah, so Free Guy did Man. make more. Oh See, my God. I told you, bro. By $2 million. Yeah, oh, but this gosh. is an original movie compared to uh, oh, yeah. a big studio uh, comic book movie. Like. That is true, that's true, yeah, you're right. So Free Guy, I take back what I said, Free Guy did make more money. I thought it was the other way around, yeah. to tell you the truth. Uh, but yeah, the... The box office is uh, is is uh, looking very. It's looking a little small for me. But looking at Black Widow at number seven at one point nine million dollars, uh, like that's a good take right there. But it's uh, it's slipping fast here, and actually, it doesn't look things don't look good for the for the box office for Black Widow because uh, it's actually been forty five days since Black Widow opened, which is it feels like yesterday. By the way, to yeah. tell you the truth, yeah. I can't believe it's been forty five days, but it's already on the iTunes charts. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, we have a lot of news to talk about here. What do you want to hit up on? Well, I'm going to start off with the box office report. Like, with Suicide Squad, like I, like I said, I'm surprised it didn't go to 80. Because them having their movie <laughs> on HBO Max. Like, you got to think about it. 
And like I said before, a lot of movies that are successful, it comes from people re-watching them in theaters, right? But ain't nobody, first of all, it's barely anyone that's going to watch it in theaters in the first place because it's on HBO Max. But then even if people loved it, they're not going to go back to the theater. They're going to just go to HBO Max. So of course the box office job is going to die because all the people that seen it the first time is like, all right, I loved it, but now I already seen it in theaters. I'm going to just watch it on HBO Max. You know what I'm saying? So of course is going to be a huge dive because ain't nobody like me. It ain't too many people like me that just, like, I want to see in theaters as many as I can. Like, you know, it's different when that's the only option. Like, if Avengers or if Star Wars The Force Awakens, for instance... People that love that, they didn't have a choice. They had to go back and see that. You know, I think uh, Joel seen it like eight times in theaters. You know what I'm saying? The Force Awakens. You know what I'm saying? I seen it like four times in theaters. Because, one, that was our only choice if we wanted to see it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? A movie like this that's on HBO Max, you lucky if... That movie's lucky if people going to go see it in the first place in theaters. But then that definitely <laughs> ain't going to go see it a second time when it's just on HBO Max. So, yeah, HBO Max ruined that movie. And all the movies that's coming out on HBO Max are ruined because of HBO Max. So they shouldn't expect no high box office when it comes to HBO Max. And Warner Brothers, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what I feel about that. Also, uh, I want to talk about uh, Captain Marvel, the sequel, uh, The Marvels, uh, whatever. I hope, I really hope, because Shazam is doing this shit too, and I'm not going to lie, I'm not a big fan of it. I hope it ain't, because it's called The Marvels, like plural. Yeah, I because hope you, it, got, you got Captain Marvel, you got Miss Marvel, and... Uh, she's uh, going to be in it and the shit? Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan. I thought Miss Marvel was going to have her own yeah, movie. Yeah, she's getting set up on her own Disney Plus show. Uh, which coming out later this year because they had delayed to 2022. But Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan, and she's going to be in the Marvels yeah. alongside, uh, uh, what's her name? Ron- Monica Rambeau. From, oh, yeah, uh, from uh, uh, the uh, Wanda, Widow, WandaVision. WandaVision. Yeah. So that's three Marvels right there. See, that, that's what I'm saying. So that confirms they are doing it. I don't like that shit. Like, I don't what? like that. I, I'm not a fan of The same way with the sequel for Shazam, how, like, there's going to be the, the Shazam sequel family. is the family. I personally I don't like I want I like their standalone movie. I don't mind characters featured in the movie like in Spider-Man Homecoming had have Iron Man in it but it's not like it's not a co-movie it's not it? a co-movie like yeah. I, to me it takes away the fact that this is her movie it takes away when you got all these these mo- it's almost like a mini Avengers movie or same with like the D- or with Shazam it's like a mini team up movie and it's not the Marvels <laughs> yeah you know what I'm saying the Marvels it doesn't feel like, and it's funny how like <laughs> Captain Marvel is really Shazam's real name and then this <laughs> coming out and they like but yeah i'm just not a fan of like team up standalone for like team up movies for characters that's supposed to be one it's like if they say um we're getting a, a wolverine standalone movie but in the wolverine all the x-men is in the movie too well it's like it's really just an x-men movie you well, know what i'm saying I, I will say monica rambo does make sense because she's the daughter of uh, maria uh, the rambo black girl from yeah the first uh, one. from yeah. the first one so yeah. it makes sense plus she was a little girl in the movie well, it doesn't, it's so not, that one makes sense because it's not like really they, but they the, uh, you know they connect they connect yeah. But see, it ain't even a thing of making sense because I'm sure they're going to write it in a way where it all makes sense for them to be there. I just prefer them to, like, her be the main character. Like, she's what, like, when I, it's one of, it's, I kind of felt that way. I'm not going to lie about Civil War. Like, I love, <laughs> Captain America. I love Captain America. He was side chick in his own movie. In his movie. It was like, this is, <laughs> as much as I loved it, I'm like, this is just an Avengers movie. This, it's, it's Avengers movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it, that's basically what that is. So, I, I just don't like the idea. I, 
that's my personal thing. I'm not saying it's gonna be bad or good. Personally, I just don't like when movies make it about the, uh, uh, a movie that's supposed to be about one character about all the characters. Like hell, I'm not being a hypocrite. I wouldn't even like it if Batman if they did a movie like the with the Bat Family and you got Batman, but then you got Robin, Batgirl, Nightwing, uh, uh, Red Hood, all that. I wouldn't want that. As much as I love, <laughs> as much as I love all those characters, I would want. I want Batman movie to be about Batman, not like Batman, Batman and, and the Bat Family. And the Bat Family, yeah. Oh so, yeah, damn. Oh, you don't want to make that movie. I ain't gonna lie. I'm not. Nah, I would like an idea of a Bat Family movie just with the Bat Family. I love that idea. But what if you call something Batman, the Bat Family, as the subtitle? I like. Come on, bro. I don't. You know, <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. But that's just me. And also one last thing uh, on Johnny Depp. I, I ain't gonna lie. If he is innocent. I hope he can make his way back into Hollywood, you know, because it's it's not right for someone to because you got to realize, like, if he's not getting any work, you know what I'm saying? He's he's he he has bills to pay when you're a millionaire. I would never want to be a millionaire and lose work. I would rather be poor or something than lose work than be a millionaire and lose work. Right. Because he has million dollars mortgages, all these different shit to not have work. That's a devastating. Can you imagine like if you got a mortgage that's like a million dollars and some shit and then you're not getting any work in Hollywood like like. So, again, if he did it fuck you, you deserve it. But if he didn't, I hope he could find a way to make himself back into Hollywood. Hmm. Yeah, agreed, agreed. I don't have much to add to that. Although this, this, I don't like this picture that they chose Ugh, for, for looks Variety. Weird. <laughs> he does look weird. Alright, uh, let me go ahead and see what I want to talk about. See if there's some, uh, I just think that it's hilarious that um, that Chloe Bennett, by the way, Chloe Bennett, she was the main character in Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <clears throat> she was, uh, uh, she, she, I guess, quit the the show Powerpuff Girls I just it's just called Powerpuff and it's got Donald Faison in the in the show what as show a, is this gonna be on? it's I mean, gonna be on the, the CW ah oh, shit I was interested until you said the CW <laughs> it's got Donald Faison as that pro- budget pro- gonna be twenty bucks I know right yeah. Professor Drake Utonium and. Uh, there's Nicholas Potane. I mean, she, she probably Jojo. quit because the movie. I mean, she probably walked out because the shit trash. CW, CW makes so much trash. She probably <laughs> like fucked this shit because it, the the shit was probably looking trash, and she left. Like, yeah, yeah. I think uh, the the article goes on to say that uh, they they were she got she quit because they were gonna refilm the pilot. Because they were going to oh, see re- that's bad news. They Anytime, were going to retool the whole show. See that's bad. And she wasn't down for the retool. Well, see that's bad news in the first place. Anytime you do a pilot and people want to redo the pilot, that means that the people at the the, the show network, didn't like it. They didn't like yeah, it. Yeah, the network. You what you want a pilot to do is have people like shit. We need to hurry up and make this. This shit's so good. Like we need Go to, to make series. this. Yeah, start the series up ASAP. But you don't want like oh we got to reshoot the pilot. No, <laughs> no, nah, that, that yeah, this shit probably suck. And I don't understand pilot why are they so grown. The Powerpuff Girls <laughs> supposed to be little kids. What the fuck? You got grown ass Powerpuff Girls. Hell, I knew this shit was gonna be trash. Come so, on, bro. I believe uh, these two actresses are. Still out on board for the reshoots, so, yeah. so only Chloe Bennett, who is the only one I know out of these three, mm. is uh, leaving the show. Uh, and here's like a little behind the scenes of like them filming the show. Uh, this is like a, like a like a picture, like somebody an onset picture. That looks atrocious, bro. Like Powerpuff the- Girls, you take away the essence of what that is. You take <laughs> they're not they're the Powerpuff Girls, not the Powerpuff Women, like, <laughs> not the Powerpuff I mean, well, Girls. The, sh- the show is gonna be called Powerpuff. 
Oh, Powerpuff. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's what it's called, that shit, sir. I don't know, man. I don't know how I feel about it. Look, look. <laughs> that's basically what they are. <laughs> Time to get the woman. Like, come on, oh man. God. He want to give him sex appeal. I didn't appeal even notice that, that picture, by the way. Uh, all right, we'll go ahead and uh, let's see. I don't know. Let me see. Let me just scan the, the extra news one more time. Oh, yeah. Hotel, Hotel Transylvania 4, I just wanted to say real quick. A hundred uh, million. Yeah, I think that sounds about right because like, the box office for the other movies are like... They make good money. They make good money. Yeah. Uh, but also, just like, I think... I, I, I'm, I'm still like a little irked because I think I put it in my top 10 predictions. I mean, we're going to do a, a topic of the show about how we did our, our prediction special yep. at the end of the summer, which is yep. summer's almost coming to an end. But um, I just wanted to say that I... Um, I, I, I'm like very uh, angry that it, it uh, real quick. Uh, it looks like Scarlett Johansson still getting work. She she in a, uh, <laughs> <laughs> she in a Wes Anderson. It didn't slow her career down, boy. In a Wes Anderson movie, that's like a that's a dream for any actor to be in a in a movie like that with that director. So you got Adrian Brody, Jason Schwartzman, Tilda Swinton, and Tom Bill Hanks. Oh, Tom Hanks, man, Margot Margot Robbie. Oh my God, bro! This is my most <laughs> anticipated. This is one of my most anticipated movies. And I haven't even. And also, I think I predicted 150 million subscribers by the end of the year. It's going to be a stretch because it's going to be close. It's going to be close because they did 12, uh, 12 million subscribers this last quarter. So I don't know. I guess that, oh, no. oh, that growth trajectory is like, like leveling out a little bit. I don't know if they're going to make it. Yeah, it's it's all right though. It's, it's close. It's getting close. Hell, anything over 125 will be a, a win. So, yeah. Anything, I want to just count 125 million as a win if I get it. I'm gonna say I was right. I'm gonna just call it right now. I'm a bitch. Uh, <laughs> all right, we're gonna go ahead and move on to check this out. Check this out. So for Check This Out this week, I was very unimpressed by the trailers that came out. And I'm going to tell you this right now. We're not going to spend too much time, but the links will be in the description and in the show notes uh, for you guys to watch these trailers if you want to. But at least the actors are cool. Uh, so the first one up is uh, The Survivalist. It stars Jonathan Reese Myers and John Malkovich and Ruby Modine. And it's a, it's a movie uh, set in like a post-apocalyptic future um, where... Um, like there's like this disease that's killing people or whatever, and, and uh, everyone's dying. And um, Jonathan Reese, uh, Jonathan Reese Myers is playing like a former FBI FBI agent who was tasked with uh, transporting Ruby Modine's character, who is like the first character that's known in, within the in the movie universe to be with uh, immune to the uh, the disease. So they need to get her to some place where they can like you know engineer a um, a cure. But John John Malkovich is like the villain who is trying to, I guess, capture her, you know, so that way he can, you know, draw her blood and and then like, you know, create a cure for his faction. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, it. Doesn't this movie doesn't seem to be, I don't know, anything special in my book. It almost kind of seems very like, generic. I don't know. Yeah, generic and basic, I will say. I'm not a fan of the color grading, by the way. It almost makes the movie look cheap when it's brown as fuck. Mm. Uh, but yeah, like. Uh, there's, uh, I, I was gonna say Jonathan Reese's Myers star, star has fallen since the 2000s though. Just, just throwing that out there. But, but yeah, I don't have anything to say about this. Does this intrigue you in any way? No, no, I, have to say <laughs> I think you're gonna say that a lot about uh, about this uh, this crop of trailers here. Uh, next up is um, 
Prisoners of the Ghost Land, starring Nicolas Cage. Have you seen this trailer? Mm-mm. All right. I've seen that it was out, but anything with Nicolas Cage, <laughs> I usually don't even want to watch it. So, Nick, uh, this uh, movie comes out in video on demand and on digital and in theaters. I'm guessing it's going to be select theaters. Uh, September 17th. Uh, it stars uh, Nicolas Cage, and he's uh, tasked with... Uh, um, finding this girl i guess so like this guy like tasks him with uh finding his granddaughter and we strap bombs to your body if you try to like run away or does or if you don't bring back the uh the, the uh, my granddaughter within two days you will we'll just blow you up anyway so hurry up and don't don't like don't fuck around and stuff like that so that's basically what the premise is about it's very kind of like i don't know how, the best way i can explain it as far as like an aesthetic goes it's kind of like mad max but like but bad in a way. But a bad version. Yeah, but bad. And uh, it's it looks like it looks like a knockoff Tarantino movie in a way, I would mm. say. Uh, but it's supposed to be some actiony kind of uh, movie, I guess. I don't even know. Nicholas Cage just signs up for whatever. Yeah, you know, he whatever, takes whatever they what whatever presents him. him. Whatever yeah. they presents him, he'll do it. You know. Yeah, for sure. And um, that's why why all his movies suck. <laughs> Uh, but they put on like some like critics like uh, text and stuff like that, bold and all this other stuff and like some very like marketing speaking stuff. But yeah, I mean it looks stylized, I guess. It looks like they're going for the something. The action looks pretty alright, but they look like they're going don't, for something. A- yeah. Action don't mean nothing. Like I don't care how beautiful action looks, but it looks alright. But that's some, something I can give it. Yeah, yeah. So there's that. And then next up is a journal for Jordan, and it stars Michael B. Jordan. Of all things, um, it's uh, it's based on a true story, and it's uh, it's Michael B. Jordan plays a soldier that's deployed, and uh, he is writing uh, like a journal uh, that he's writing to his son, like you know, telling him about whatever is on his mind or what, about life or whatever. He's writing like something for him for his son to read, and uh, and uh, I don't know. I guess does does Michael B. Jordan's character die and they get the journal, and I don't know, but basically. Uh, towards the end of the trailer, like you can see, like the mom has the journal in her in in her, in her hands, and she's reading the journal to the baby in the crib and stuff like that. It's like, oh, your father wrote this for you and stuff. Um, this movie looks like a you know a, a drama, you know, like oh yeah, this is the shot. I'll, we're like looking at the shot right now where it's like he's talking up to the baby and stuff. Uh, she's talking to the baby about your her father. So I, I hope that I ain't gonna lie, this, um, I ain't gonna lie. This one look interesting. This one look interesting. You got um, two good actors. And uh, it's based on a true story, and it, it seems interesting. Denzel Washington's uh, and, directing this, and Denzel Washington's directing it. He's a good director. Wait, he's directed stuff? Hell yeah, he did oh, Fences. He did. Oh, I uh, forgot about that. Yeah, he did some other shit too. Uh, but yeah, like so, Denzel Washington's a good director, and uh, I don't know. I, this one seems interesting, and I didn't even know he directed until it popped up on the screen. So uh, I, I'll probably be interested in this one. Yeah, so uh, it comes out on in December. It doesn't give us a date. It just says December. And, uh, yeah, it just says the description reads, First, Sergeant Charles Monroe uh, King keeps a journal for his newborn son, newborn son while stationed overseas. All right, next up is uh, the final one is Worth. 
It's a Netflix movie, and it stars nope. Michael Keaton. You just said nope. Nope. <laughs> you know this is going to be bad. Michael Keaton. Oh, but I heard about this one, though. Yeah, it's 9-11. It's, it's happened, yeah. or like 9-11 survivors. You can see, like, he's, like, looking at 9-11 happening right now, like, in the, in the yeah, trailer. Yeah, I heard about this one. So, okay, so you're like, okay, you're, so you're changing Hold it up on, to but a maybe? I mean, and the producer of Spotlight and 12 Years of Slave, them are two great films. Yeah. Man, you don't give a fuck when I was like, someone said, oh, produced by. Yeah, know. but I ain't going to lie. Like, like I, I don't care as much about produced by. That's yeah. true. But those are two masterpieces. Like Spotlight, yeah. and, and on top of that, Michael Keaton was in Spotlight. So. Oh yeah, that is true. That is true. Uh, Michael Keaton has had a got a cut a pretty good late career as of yeah. Late, his, it's like his late career got really good yeah. with yeah. Birdman, Spotlight, yeah. uh, the McDonald's movie, Spider Man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He started. He he's yeah, and start. Batman. Uh, and now the he's Flash. in the Flash, but yeah. we don't know if that's gonna be good. But yeah, he's been in some good shit lately, man. Yeah. So it comes out in, in theater September third. It stars Michael Keaton, Stanley Tucci, Amy Ryan, and Tate Donovan. And the synopsis reads: In Washington D.C., lawyer Kenneth Feinberg battles cynicism, bureaucracy, and politics to help the victims of 9-11. So, yeah, that's like a drama. If anything, this is Oscar bait. I would even go out, dare I say, like, this yeah. is probably going to yeah, come out of cause theaters. It, I feel like it's like some politic movie and shit like that. Movies like that usually go for that. But, I mean, I don't know if... I don't, either, this, is, this is filmed like an Oscar what's movie, up, by what's the way. Up, here's the thing. It's either not as good... As Oscar a movie because usually Oscar bait comes out around Oscar season, like November, you know? December. Yeah, November, December, as early as October, or that, or they, you know, is really good because they don't really, they don't care when it comes out. They know it's gonna get that same buzz no matter what. So it's either this. I feel like this movie either sucks and it's disappointing, and they realize that, so they're like, no, nah, let's get away from Oscars. Or they're thinking, no, it's really good, so let's put it out whenever it we want to put it out, and you know it's gonna do numbers, so we are gonna see. Yeah, that's true. I think. But they I even... don't know if I, I'm not in the I don't feel in the wheelhouse of trusting Netflix yet. Where it's <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. all right, we'll go ahead and and keep it pushing here. Let's go ahead and move on to the topic of the show. time for topic of the show and uh yeah i had to cut the i forgot i had to cut the music off for the uh for the youtube people because the um the, the there's a copyright they do a copyright claim for but the topic of the show sound effect. The, do they but do you still have it for the streamers i mean for the listeners oh yeah for the listeners oh, oh. you guys you guys get the sound oh, effects all okay, y'all want cool, cool. the youtube people are like youtube is some hoes uh so i wanted to talk about uh some some uh some comic book creators and the royalties for, um, it's like a big topic that's just recently researched here. I pulled up an, uh, an article from The Guardian that says, Marvel and DC fa- face backlash over pay. Uh, and there's a little quote from later on that says, they sent a thank you note and $5,000 while the movie made $1 billion. So basically, this is a whole like topic based off of the fact that the actual comic book writers, like the actual who, who wrote the comics, mm-hmm. the source material that they base these movies on, like they aren't getting any royalties or any kind of compensation for the for the characters that they created or for the storylines that they're being that are being adapted. Uh, so, basically, uh, I guess that's that's kind of like the TLDR here. 
Uh, so just like just going off of just that little bit, do you have any like thoughts or do you have any? Like... I feel like they should write them a check. <laughs> I, I I don't think. Listen, I don't think they should get you know any type of back end points or anything like that because. I mean, obviously, if the rights got to the studio's hands because y'all gave those rights away up to some point or made some kind of deal to a certain point, and now the movie's successful, you can't go now like, oh, well, now I need money. Well, no, because at some point, you made a deal with someone somewhere, and they got the rights to all your characters, and y'all just let that happen. So, you know, I feel like in good faith, you know, the studio should write them a check. Maybe, you know, here's a million or something, you know, or something in good faith. But as far as like maybe having back end points, like the movie made a billion, you get 2% of that or some shit like that. I don't necessarily feel like that's the case. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because look at, put it like this. Like if, if I sell you a shirt that I custom make, right? I sell you a shirt I custom make and I, and I feel like for whatever it's worth, I sell it to you for a certain price and you make that shirt the most popular shirt in the world and you start making millions of dollars off the shirt that I sold you for a certain price, I can't then say, nah, we need to renegotiate that deal. <laughs> I, I know I sold it to you for this much, blah, blah, blah. Nah, that's just not the way business works. Now, out of good faith, you could say, well, here, I give you, you know, here's $200,000 just, you know, because you, you the dude that created the shirt. Okay, you can do that, but I don't know if how I feel about like now I demand now you owe me some money now because I sold you this shirt, you know. So, all right, so I'm gonna go ahead and just read this little excerpt excerpt from the article. The big two comic companies, Marvel and DC, may pretend they've tapped into some timeless part of the human psyche with characters such as Superman and the Incredible Hulk, but the truth is their most popular stories have been carefully stewarded through the decades by individual artists and writers. Mm. But much, uh, but how much of, say, the Marvel Cinematic Universe's $20 billion in uh, box office gross went on to those who created the stories and, and the characters in it? How are the unknown faces behind the, their biggest successes being treated? Not well, according to Brubaker, who, with Steve Epting, revived Captain America's sidekick, Bucky Barnes, to create the Winter Soldier, portray, uh, portrayed by Sebastian, St uh, Sebastian Stan in the Marvel films and shows. For the most part... All Steve and I have uh, got created for, uh, for the Winter uh, Soldier and his storylines is a thinks here and there over the years that have become harder and harder to live with. Uh, Brubaker recently wrote in a newsletter, quote, I have a great life as a writer and much of it is because of Cap and the Winter Soldier bringing so many readers to my other work. But I also can't help uh, deny a feeling a bit of uh, sick to my stomach sometimes when my inbox fills up with people wanting to comment, uh, wanting comments on the show. Uh, Marvel told The Guardian it had to decline comment out of respect for the privacy of Brubaker and Epting's personal conversations with the company. So comic creators are, quote, work for hire. So the companies they work for owe nothing beyond the flat fee and royalty payments. Uh, but Marvel and DC are incentivizing popular creators to stay on with the promise of steady work and what they call equity. Um, a tiny share of profits uh, should a character they create or a storyline they write become fodder for films, shows, or merch. For some creators, work uh, they did decades ago is providing vital income now as films become bringing their comics to a bigger audience. They reason, and the companies seem to agree, it's only fair to pay them more. So basically what they're saying is uh, Marvel and DC, they own like uh, Captain America, they own Iron Man, yeah. and they're, they're contracting a writer as like, hey, come on and write uh, a new issue for our, our characters. Yeah. So that's all they are. They're, they're paid 
for the flat fee for writing the issue, mm-hmm. and they're paid the royalties from the sales of the comic, mm-hmm. and that's it, mm-hmm. nothing else. And so when it gets adapted into a movie, it's it's all fair game for Marvel and Disney and whatever. Mm-hmm. They don't know the, the the original writers anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's really interesting to think about that because. Um, there's been like a, a a thing that I've been like a trend in the comics industry mm-hmm. where uh, a comic book writer will will come in and work for DC or Marvel or both, and they'll get their their name out there. They'll yeah. like establish their brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, think like things like uh, Mark Miller. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, he wrote for DC. He mm-hmm. wrote like the, the the Dark Knight Returns and all that stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. But then Mark Miller would go on to make make his own independent comic book. Mm. Uh, for himself, yeah. like, yeah. and then is it Mark Miller? Is something Mark else. Millar? No, or? it's Miller, but it's something. I don't think it's Mark Miller. It's Isn't it? it's uh, what the fuck is this? No, let's, let's, let's it. It's the, not Mark. It's something Miller, the but Dark it's Dark Knight Returns. What the fuck? Writer Miller. It's something Miller. Uh, Frank Miller. God Frank Miller. Yeah, Frank it. Miller. Yeah, I knew Mark didn't sound right, but yeah, uh, Frank Miller. Yeah. yeah. So things like Frank Miller. Um, also, Robert Kirkman, yeah, who wrote the, Rock, the Walking Dead comic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, he he wrote for the Marvel and DC before. Well, see, and that's why I don't think, I, I don't really feel like it's not really, it's, I don't personally feel like it's, it's, they're getting treated too unfairly to me. Because, first of all, they're, they're getting paid for their work. Now, again, I, in terms of what their flat fee is, I don't know. You know, I don't know if it's a big check or if they're getting ripped <laughs> off. I don't know in that sense. But just based off what we know, they're getting paid to write the comic. And then, you know, this is helping their, their brand to branch off and then to be successful writing other things. So I feel like I don't know, man. I don't know. And, and you got to realize Marvel is putting up or DC or whoever. They're the ones putting up a hundred million dollars to make the movie. Two hundred million dollars. If Suicide, like Suicide Squad 2, that bomb, they're the ones taking that L. You know what I'm saying? Do y'all want that L with, uh, do y'all want that <laughs> same L that DC's having to suffer right now for losing money for Suicide Squad 2? You know what I'm saying? Like, are y'all gonna say, hey, uh, we need some of that money back we gave y'all to write Suicide Squad because our movie bomb. If y'all not gonna say that, then y'all can't say, nah, we want some more money because it's doing successful. So, I don't know. there is a Mark Millar, by the way. Oh, okay. Who uh, is there that? Is a, he wrote Jupiter's Legacy. He's like the, he wrote he wrote comic books. I've never books. heard of him before. But Jupiter's Legacy is the Netflix show, by the way. Oh yeah, Jupiter's Legacy. That got canceled okay, after yeah. season one. Okay, yeah. But Mark Millar, uh, let's see here. You He's, probably got those two mixed Marvel up. Marvel Knights, Spider Man, Ultimate Fantastic Four, Civil War. He wrote Civil War. Of oh, course he did. Okay. okay. Uh, but yeah, so Mark Millar. Oh, he he wrote Kick Ass. Okay. Yeah. So. But what I'm saying is like Mark Millar, uh, which is M L M I L L A R, he uh, he owns Kickass, like the brand, the comic and stuff. Like that's like an independent label kind of stuff, like Image yeah. Comics yeah. or whatever. Uh, so there's a lot of things like where Robert Kirkman would go on would write Invincible, like the comic book, and he would sell the rights to Amazon and they would make an Invincible TV show. Yeah. yeah. So like these comic book writers, they're they're playing the game and then they're also making their own like independent stuff right. where they own the rights and then right. they can cash the fuck, fuck out. out. And and yeah. that's why and that's why I feel like 
to me, they're not being treated any this wrong. Like they're they as long as they play their game right, this could be beneficial to everyone. You know what I mean? And but like, you, there's, like, there's not very many Robert Kirkmans and Mark Millars and Frank well, Millers. Well, those, and, well, listen, that's nah. true. That is true. Those are the ones that's probably because of their name is gonna make the most money. But that being said, the people in the comic book world might know of names that we don't know. Like there's a lot of comic books still comic book readers out there. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Exactly. And they might. You know, get a name to for the comic book fans to know that all right, I want to buy this, I want to buy that. So, and then again, if they could, just like you just said, he wrote something, sold it to Amazon, boom. You know what I'm yeah. saying? If you could make a hit like that and sell it, you know what I'm saying? It could work out for hey, you. Mark Millar wrote a wrote a comic book and sold it to Netflix. Yeah, I mean? like you know what I'm saying. Yeah. But see, and then him doing that, he can't go to Netflix then and be like, hey, I need some money back when it's <laughs> successful. Like, no, you sold it to us. That's what it. You know what I'm saying? That's the business deal. You know what I mean? So I'm pretty sure, like with these bigger names that we're like throwing out there. By the way, we're like literally throwing like we're not the everyone, biggest names. We're, not everyone is a Christopher Nolan, and we're no, throwing no. them out like they're Christopher. Like, no, oh yeah, yeah just yeah, all these guys yeah. are writers are, are Christopher Nolans and stuff yeah, like that. Right. right now, but I'm just saying, like as a general that as a general trend, I've been noticing is that yes, these guys did write for Marvel and DC, and yes, these guys were play were paid breadcrumbs to what they are making now but they did so in the uh, in like playing the long game mm-hmm. um, and they've done their they've established their own new brands as writers yeah. and then they went on to like you know sell that basically and sell yeah. their brands and sell their names and sell their like credibility you know mm-hmm. yeah uh, so I think that's cool and that's really awesome of them and I just think that uh, I, I think that for every one um, uh, for every Robert Kirkman there is, there has to be like twenty mm. co- uh, unknown comic book writers yeah, that yeah. don't get that, that brand. don't get that brand, yeah, yeah, that recognition, and they probably can't make the money that uh, Robert whatever Kirkman, can, Kirkman yeah. can make. Yeah. yeah, so that's just just throwing it out there, and that's just the topic of the show here. Is just that's like, a good topic of the show. Yeah. I like this. this is a good one. Yeah. Uh, just uh, it's, yeah, I kind of wanted to talk about that because like there's this. Uh, the perceived uh, idea of injustice and I think that just optics wise and we talk a lot about optics about like how things look on the outset when you get like movies that are making a billion dollars and you can't give like credit where credit is due yeah. or well, seemingly see, but, but seemingly. yeah see seemingly because one thing I will say uh, and they kind of mentioned this in the articles one thing that Marvel and DC give a lot of credit to the creators they, they you always hear them talking about you know uh, the inspiration to other scripts or, or where this came from, or they invite people to the sets. Oh, give them cameos. Cameos. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah you know, so that. they pay homage in that way. In terms of cash, that's business. You know, like it's to me, it'll have been even worse to me if it's like Marvel's not acknowledging or DC not acknowledging the people that it came from. Then I'd be more offended in that way. Like you're not bringing up that there's a Civil War comic and you <laughs> making a Civil War movie. You know, stuff like that. I'd be offended. But in terms of the money, that's business. You can't really, you know, talk about business, you know. Okay, that's cool. Uh, that's, a, that's a good place to end the, the topic of the show. Ooh, let me uh, mute that. There we go. I was pulling up Netflix here because we're about to go ahead and move on to the next segment. So Netflix and Chill is the segment where we talk about the charts uh, of all the streaming services and what's popular on the streaming services, as well as giving you guys a recommendation of what to watch. 
on a streaming service. So uh, first up, let's go ahead and move on to the Netflix charts. These are the top 10 things that are on Netflix right now that are being watched. Number one is Beckett. Obviously, it's the it's a John David Washington movie. Um, number two is The Kissing Booth 3. Apparently, that's, that's, a, that's a series of films, and I never heard of it. I mean, I think I've heard of The Kissing Booth, but again, I guess, whatever. Um, my understanding is that The Kissing Booth 3 was filmed in secret, I guess. Uh, Vivo, the Lin-Manuel Miranda musical, is uh, number three. The Outer Banks is a show. Let's see what this show is about here. On an island of haves, of haves and haves-nots, teen uh, John B. enlists his three best friends to hunt for a legendary treasure linked to his father's disappearance. Wow. Okay. That doesn't. That, 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 no, that does nothing do for me. For me. No. Uh, number five, All American. Let's read this one here. Uh, culture clashes and brewing uh, rivalries test a teen football player from South Los Angeles when he's recruited to the Beverly Hills high school team. It's like a, it's like a, a like a knockoff Friday Night Lights from yeah, the sound man, of it. Yeah, man, that's like every sports movie had that same damn synopsis. <laughs> Grace and Frankie. Let's see. Number six is Grace and Frankie. Let's read this one here. It stars uh, Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, Martin Sheen. Damn. And it's seven seasons? It's a Netflix original series. It says, they're not friends, but when their husbands leave them for each other... Proper Grace and eccentric Frankie begin to bond in this Emmy-nominated series. What am? I mean, that don't surprise me. One thing about Netflix, they make some hella good shows. When it comes to when it comes to shows, that's when they 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 thrive at. It's the movies you got to question. So I'm surprised by the level of talent, Jane Fonda. I mean, it's an Emmy-nominated show. I'm yeah. like, that's how you know it's good. Like. Uh, I, I didn't even I didn't even like this seven seasons I didn't even know this has been going on like how yeah. did, I never that, heard of I mean this that's show. one thing about Netflix like they don't market none of their shit so you just <laughs> be scrolling down it'd be an Emmy winning show and you'd be like damn I ain't never heard of it. exactly and it's been seven years and presumably seven years going and stuff so and most Netflix shows get canceled after the third season yeah uh, for no damn reason <laughs> exactly even when they're popular uh, number eight I'm sorry number seven is Hit and Run. It's a show, a man searching for the truth behind his wife's death becomes caught up in a dangerous web of secrets and intrigue stretching from New York to Tel Aviv. Okay. Uh, spy, action, suspense, thriller thing. Number eight is Untold, The Malice, Malice at the Palace. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, yeah. It's a documentary about like when an NBA players uh, were yeah. fighting their fans and fans the, and stuff. Yeah, the so. Pacers. That was a uh, world uh, uh, world peace, and them jumped up there. Stephen Jackson. I remember that. I Damn. Remember that. Yeah, I want to see that. It yeah. happened back in two thousand and four, and it's a documentary, and they have all the footage yeah. from all the camera angles and what happened that night. So That's crazy. And interviews with the with the players and stuff, and talking about what happened, and uh, yeah, yeah, it looks interesting. It changed the NBA forever since then. So yeah, I, I can't wait to see that. Number nine is. Coco Melon, it raised up one spot from number 10. So oh, yeah. We safer. know Coco Melon ain't going nowhere. <laughs> number 10 is Cocaine Cowboys, The Rise, or The Kings of Miami. So, yeah, that's a, this is like a very weird eccentric list. And uh, shout out to Beckett for opening at number one. Uh, and then the, the, net, the top 10 Netflix movies, the same thing, uh, the same top three, Beckett, The Kissing Booth 3, and Vivo. Everything else was a series, by the way. So mm. everything. So here from four to ten are the movies. Major Pain at number four. The Vault at number five. Aftermath at number six. Resort to Love at number seven. The Losers at number eight. Misha and the Wolves at number nine. And the Sandra Bullock movie from the, from the 90s, The Net. Now, the Misha and the Wolves is a documentary uh, where 
Uh, it's about a little, uh, okay. It's a documentary telling the story of a little girl who escaped the Holocaust and lived among the wolves or lived among wolves. And then, uh, or did she? And so the documentary is exploring whether or not her story is true. I remember hearing about the story about a girl that lived with wolves and stuff like that. So this is that story. And so they're going to like sort of go to the truth and maybe we'll know. Real life Mowgli. Yeah. Real life Mowgli. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Did you want to say anything about the the Netflix lists? Uh, Nah. Uh, Everything's covered uh, pretty well on there. It's crazy how Coco Melon. I wonder, man, what if Coco Melon could get to the end of the The year? year. (laughs) We'd be in December and we're still talking about it. That'd be crazy. All right. Next up is the top 10 movies on iTunes. Number one is Black Widow. Black Widow, yeah, because like, it's for first week. Man. Yeah, it's the first week. I mean, that doesn't make no, that doesn't, that's not surprising at all. Number one is Black Widow. Number two is A Quiet Place Part Two. Number three is Pig. Number four, and by the way, I was surprised by Black Widow. Just want to throw that out there because I didn't realize it's been 45 days. Yeah, that's the only thing that's surprising that, like, I felt like we just seen that, like, a week ago. Uh, <laughs> uh, like, maybe we've been, like three we've been talking ago. about Black Widow week to week to week, yeah, and it's like it's still like, relevant, yeah, you know what I mean? So, damn, that's crazy to me. Uh, number five is Chaos Walking, and the reason why it's number five is because it was 99 cents. It's the deal of the week. Uh, number six is Nobody. Number seven is Mel Brooks's History of the World Part One. That is random as fuck. Isn't that movie from like the 70s? Let me see here. Uh, History of the World, uh, the World Part One, 1981. Fuck. Uh, number eight is The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Number nine is Crime Story, and number ten is Don't Breathe One. Ah, uh, yeah, like, I'm glad Don't Breathe the Good One made the top 10. <laughs> People were getting ready to watch Don't Breathe yeah, 2, yeah, so they're they watching the good one first. To, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, number, the top 10 movies on Amazon Prime. Now, believe it or not, Black Widow's at number 3, while the Fast Saga F9 is at number that's 1. So, that's so disrespectful. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man, what are y'all thinking? It's all about Amazon? family, man. What are y'all thinking on Amazon, man? Come on. Uh, F9, The Fast Saga, number one. The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Even that Ryan Reynolds movie is at number two. Jesus Christ, over Black Widow. Over What's Black up with Widow. the disrespect on Amazon Prime, man? <laughs> number three, Black Widow. Number four, The Forever Purge. Number five, The Wrath of Man. The number six is a random-ass movie from the 80s, a Kevin Costner movie, Field, Field of, of Dreams. Dreams? What the hell yeah. is that doing on there? Exactly. And that's not iTunes. I expect some shit on the iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I just remember if you build it, it will come. It will come. <laughs> <laughs> what you know about that movie, man? Oh, random as fuck. Like, how do you know that movie? Oh, uh, yeah, man. I, used to, I watched that movie back when I was in high school. It was hilarious. But, yeah, like, it's not. Uh, it was like the whole, like, you know what's kind of funny is, like, the the uh, the show Married with Children made reference to if you build it, it will come. Oh, I, I never seen that. I and so I watched Married with Children first. Oh, so and you so and so I was like, whenever that happened, I was like, like, oh, that oh that's where that came from. Oh, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> so, uh, more people need to reference that shit. By the way, I just want to throw yeah, that out there. Real tough. Uh, number seven, A Quiet Place Part Two. Number eight, Road Runner, a film about Anthony Bourdain, that documentary movie. Uh, number nine is The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, and at number ten is Nobody. 
<laughs> Did you want to talk about any anything that uh, that uh? Man, I know what my suggestion gonna be. It's gonna be Black Widow since y'all want to have it at number three. <laughs> my number one suggestion is Black Widow since y'all want to have it at number three. I can't wait till we have our recommendations. That's gonna be my <laughs> my recommendation is actually something that I found very interesting is that. When I was looking at Amazon Prime and what was on there, last month I gave a recommendation for The Mask of Zorro, which is the 90s movie with Antonio Banderas and uh, uh, Anthony Hopkins. And so they made a sequel to that movie in 2005, The Legend Legend of Zorro. And here's what's interesting. It was not on Amazon Prime last month, but they added it this month. So you can watch the sequel to that movie. Why are they doing that? They just put out random ass movies, old movies. Like they just say, okay, it's free with Prime. So if you have an Amazon Prime subscription, if you can watch Val, you can watch both the Zorro movies with Antonio Banderas on Amazon Prime. Oh, that's solid. That's solid. All right, what's your recommendation, Troy? Uh, Black Widow. <laughs> you were being serious. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Black Widow. It is. I mean, Black Widow, man. Pay but... thirty dollars. Hey, that... <laughs> do I do you? I think it's thirty dollars on, on Amazon Prime and so, on iTunes. So they're making you pay on all of the different what's the name thirty dollars. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Yeah, you're paying to own the movie digitally. So like on iTunes, uh, like I think Fast Saga is twenty dollars, um, and and Black Widow's thirty, and then like it'll go to the rent window when you can rent it for eight dollars, but it's not. It's right now it's premium only. But Disney Plus, $30 as well. So the difference between Disney Plus is Disney Plus, you're paying to have access to it early, 90 days early. Whereas on iTunes, you're paying to own the movie. So the DVD extras and stuff will come with it. Oh, okay. So, so that's the problem. Why would, why would they even put the, like, allow Black Widow to be bought on other different, what's the names? Like, what, like, why don't they just exclusively only have it on Disney Plus? You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what's the point of it? I mean, I guess you get the money, they get the money regardless. Yeah. But, I mean, it seems like they want to help their streaming service and bring people in to their streaming service. But it is. I guess they want to make as much money as they can from yeah. any direction. Yeah. I mean, Google Google Play, YouTube, whatever. Yeah, right. YouTube movies. Like, you can, yeah. sell, you can buy it on stuff. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's the uh, the Netflix uh, or the Netflix and chill segment and stuff like that. Um, it's so uh, th- sometimes these lists be funny. I'm yeah, just saying. Yeah. Like, right, we'll go ahead and uh, and round out the the show here with uh, a hell of a lot of new releases. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Yep. New releases, and here's the thing: this Hugh Jackman movie crept on, uh, crept up on me. Reminiscence. Oh, that's this weekend. That's this week. Oh yes, I've been waiting on that movie. Now, hear me tell you this: there is no marketing buzz for this no movie. Buzz, no buzz. No. Why the? No buzz. That that, lead, that leads me to believe that like this is a bad movie. Well, I mean, either that or because this is one of them HBOs, right? I mean, they probably just realizing I ain't no point even wasting our money on uh, marketing no more shit. All our money, all our movies gonna uh, bomb anyway. <laughs> they probably realizing like, oh yeah, all our movies gonna bomb anyway. So shit, what's the point of you know? Look, you do you see all the marketing for the Suicide Squad? <laughs> oh my God, they probably spent a hundred and fifty million on marketing for the Suicide Squad, and it's still bombed. 
So what are they? What chance that any other movie had? They probably just being smart and not marketing it. But <laughs> I have been. I'm not gonna lie. I've been seeing a little bit. Like if you get on YouTube, you're gonna see the ads for Reminiscent and stuff like that. But I don't know. It's a possibility it might suck. Who yeah. knows? Like we might make an excuse. I'm not making an excuse for it. It might suck. But as of now, I'm excited for it. Yeah. Well, you got the you got the, uh, the the director did Westworld. And uh, that so that's kind of right up in this alley in the alley for this movie. Yeah, so um, this movie does come out in theaters this Friday on August twentieth on in theaters and on HBO Max. I will have impressions for you guys. Uh, now, in the real talk, I think it's like a four way tie between like potentially like pick of the week because I can't pick between like I have I have three choices, but I think you might have four. Uh, four possibilities. This is possibility number one, reminiscence. A scientist discovers a way to relive your past and use the technology to search for his long-lost love, whilst a private investigator uncovers a conspiracy while helping his clients recover lost memories. See, don't that just sound like a fascinating story? That and, sounds like uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. But, and also, like, I ain't gonna lie, it sounds like a fascinating story. I like the talent involved, and I also so, uh, like the trailer. The trailer yeah. was very gripping. So. The film stars Hugh Jackman, Rebecca Ferguson, Fandy Newton, Cliff Curtis, and Daniel Wu. Whew. Damn, that's a, that's hell a of solid a cast. cast, yeah. Uh, next up is Paw Patrol, the movie. That's the second pick of the week. I'm just kidding. Well, I'm just saying, kidding. What the fuck is that? It's, not, it's an animated, it's a G rated anim, animated movie. Wow. Um, like a G? A, yeah, G rated. Uh, when, the, when the biggest rival, Humdinger, starts wrecking havoc as the mayor of Adventure City, Ryder, and everyone's favorite heroic pups kicks into high gear to face the challenge. Armed with exciting new gadgets and gears, the Paw Patrol joins forces with a savvy uh, Dachshund to save the, the citizens of Adventure City. That is, I don't even know what the hell I just read when it comes to that yeah. synopsis. That is a terrible synopsis. Terrible. But basically, Paw Patrol is like a kid show, and it's getting its own movie. I mean, at least it got uh, Rebecca Hall in it. <laughs> yeah, I was actually about to say the cast. Uh, the film stars Ian Armitage, who is a little, the little kid from uh, Young Sheldon. Uh, Marseille Martin, Ron Pardo, Kim Kardashian, Randall Park, Dax Shepard, Tyler Perry, and Jimmy Kimmel. See, they lost all credibility putting Kim Kardashian in a G-rated movie. Even though, <laughs> no, it's, even though that's it's a exactly cartoon. That's exactly what I was about to see. <laughs> like, How the hell is she got famous from like, having sex with Ray J? Yeah, and, and now she in a G-rated cartoon. Oh, my God. They're gonna say, I'm going to look up the Kim Kardashian character. She was funny. <gasps> and then be like... <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, by the way, you were looking at the you were looking at Rebecca Ferguson's name when it comes to reminiscence, not the 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 name for Paw Patrol. But yeah, uh, but yeah, you're right. Kim Kardashian in a G-rated movie. I mean, damn. Um, next up is the Night House. Uh, reeling from an unexpected death of her husband Beth, played by Rebecca Hall, is left alone in the lakeside home uh, he built for her. She tries the best best as she can to keep together, but then uh, but then the dream comes. Kind of disturbing visions of a presence in the house uh, called to her, beckoning with the ghostly allure. But the harsh light of day washes away any proof of a haunting. Against the advice of her friends, she begins to digging into his belongings, yearning for answers. The film stars Rebecca Hall, Sarah Goldberg, Stacey Martin, Evan uh, Joninkite, and Vondi Curtis Hall. The only one I know who who is is Rebecca Hall because she's yeah. been on a lot of stuff. Yeah. But also, I looked up Vondi Curtis Hall. He was uh, he was the black guy in, De in uh, Daredevil season one. Oh, okay, okay. 
So uh, next up is the protege. This is the second possible um, uh, possible pick of the week. It comes out in theaters this Friday on August 20th. Uh, rescued as a child by the legendary assassin Moody, Anna is the world's most skilled contract killer. However, when Moody is brutally killed, she vows revenge for the man who taught her everything she knows. As Anna becomes entangled with, the, in a, with an enigmatic killer, their confrontation turns deadly, and the loose ends of a life spent killing weave themselves ever tighter. The film stars Michael Keaton, Ma- Maggie Q, Samuel L. Jackson, and Robert Patrick. Yeah, I seen the trailer for that. It was solid. I've seen more marketing for The Protégé than I did see for Reminiscence. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> I just want to throw that out there. Next up is Demonic. A young woman unleashes terrifying demons when supernatural forces at the root of a decades-old rift between mother and daughter are ruthlessly revealed. The film stars Andrea Agur, Natalie Bolt, Terry Chen, Chris William Martin, and Carly Pope. And it's directed by Neil Blomkamp. The director is more famous than most of these actors, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Terry Chen, by the way, he's like the Asian guy that plays like the scientists and stuff, and like all the all the Jurassic Park movies and stuff. And yeah. Uh, but yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah. I I never heard of this movie, but I know who Neil Blomkamp is. He directed Chappie. He directed District Nine. I'm not. He, I'm not a fan of Neil Blomkamp. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not. Uh, yeah. you think um, he's overrated? Hell yeah. Oh my I god. I think he's overrated, bro. Like I I don't be liking. I think Elysium his is his worst movie. I like Chappie though. I didn't like Chappie at all. Chappie uh, was trash. Bro, like, I mean, that robot was like, I don't know. The movie sucked to me. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. (laughs) Well, at least, at least we can agree that District Nine was badass. District Nine, I think that's what he got his name. But like, he one of them dudes, like M Night. He did one, like one or two good ones, and then everything else sucked after that. (laughs) Uh, Next up is Flag Day. This is like nepotism at at its worst here. Um, uh, Jennifer Vogel's father's John is a larger than life is larger than life. Okay, that's a sentence. As a child, she marvels at his magnetizing energy and ability to make everything feel like a grand adventure. John teaches her so much about love and joy, but he also happens to be the most notorious counterfeiter in U.S. history. Jennifer now struggles to rise above the wreckage of the past while reconciling the inescapable, inescapable bond between a daughter and her father. The film stars Sean Penn and Dylan Penn as the daughter, um, it also stars Hopper Penn. So that's like, I'm guessing that's like all family members. It's also directed by Sean Penn. Uh, <laughs> and it also stars Josh Brolin, uh, Eddie Marson, and Regina King. Uh, the, the next one, and this is number three possibility for a pick of the week, is Annette. Oh, Annette. Uh, coming out on, on uh, Amazon Prime this Friday. Henry is a stand-up comedian with a fierce sense of humor who falls in love with Anne a world-renowned opera singer. Under the spotlight, they form a passionate and glamorous couple with the birth of their first child, a mysterious little girl with an exceptional destiny. Their lives are turned upside down. The film stars Adam Driver, Marianne Cotillard, and Simon Helberg. Damn. That's the one I want to see mad as fuck. And number four pick of the week contender is Sweet Girl, coming out on Netflix this Friday. Devoted family man Ray Cooper vows justice against the pharmaceutical company responsible for pulling a potentially life-saving drug from the market just before his wife dies from cancer. The film stars Jason Momoa, Isabel Merced, Michael Raymond Jones, Brian Howey, Nelson Franklin, and Reggie Lee. That I mean, I haven't seen him in forever. Reggie Lee is like an Asian guy who always plays the villain, the Asian villains and a lot of shit. But yeah, uh, those, and finally, just a quick public service announcement. Apparently, a Ted Bundy movie, movie uh, a, a Ted Bundy movie came out today, starring Chad Michael Murray. You know the uh, the teen heartthrob. Did they just make a Ted Bundy movie with Zac Efron? 
I think so. And there's a Ted Bundy movie coming out later this month too. With, uh, with, with an Elijah Wood. You know that trailer with Elijah Wood where he was interviewing him? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I actually kind of want to see that because yeah. that's that saying more like different. But. but this movie is like it's starring Chad Michael Murray as Ted Bundy and he's killing people. Like, Bro, they just made a movie with, uh, with uh, Ted Bundy. Like, <laughs> Zac Efron literally just paid him in a Netflix original. I believe it was Netflix. But like the, last year. The movie's called Ted Bundy, American Boogeyman. And I never heard of it, but I didn't even know Chad Michael Murray was still uh, working yeah, in Hollywood. we got three movies about him, and they probably all going to suck. <laughs> but we got, uh, we got eight picks here. I gave you four good of them, four good picks. See, I'm not feeling strongly about any one movie, so what do you think is the pick of the week? Oh, uh, man, I'm having a hard time. Let's have uh, Annette and Reminiscence. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm going to go with... Uh, Fuck. I'm gonna go with I was gonna go with Sweet Girl, but no, I don't really I'm not really looking forward to that movie to tell you the truth. I'm not looking forward to Reminiscence. I'm not looking for you already know I don't really feel any strongly about Annette. So I think by default the protege like by the way, I just wanna say I'm not really feeling any of these new releases in general. But as far as my pick of the week, I'm gonna go with the protege because that's the one I've seen the most marketing uh for and it's the movie that I'm actually even like m- genuinely like have some kind of interest in. Uh Reminiscence is gonna come to me on HBO Max. And uh, Sweet Girl is going to come to me on Netflix. I'm not really looking. I'm not going to. Not, not, not Yeah. So, yeah. I'm going to probably go with Reminiscence only because I've been looking forward to that movie since the trailer first dropped. And I at least heard of uh, Annette, I've heard, I heard of it, but just uh, uh, recently. You know what I'm saying? Reminiscence, I've been like, since the trailer dropped, I was like, okay, I like that. So, I'm going to just go with that one because I knew about it the longest. and But I, I do want to see the other one, too. Because you, it got... You pick, uh, you pick uh, Hugh Jackman over Adam Driver? How dare you? Nah, hell no. Because really, Adam Driver the better actor. But he got another movie coming out that the, I'm excited The Last for. Duel? Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, so I'm going to just go and wait for that movie to get excited <laughs> for him. But yeah, I'm going to go reminisce. That would be so interesting if, if like Adam Driver is like... Uh, we nominated for two Oscars this year. Oh, yeah. For, like, one for The Last Duel yeah, and, and one, one for, for the, Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. One's, like, Best Supporting and one's well, Lead. Lead, yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. Oh, oh, that would even The hilarious. last person to do that was Jamie Foxx. Oh, he got nominated for two Oscars? for The Apple, same year uh, for Ray and for uh, the Taxi movie. I forgot what, what the name of it. The one that had... Uh, is it Tom Cruise? The one that had Tom Collateral. He got nominated for Collateral? Yeah, he got nominated for Supporting, for Collateral, and for Lead, for Ray. And he won Lead. Yeah, he won the Lead I for know, Ray. So that was crazy. That was be, uh, I, wouldn't, I would love to see where like somebody wins the both male acting categories. Or, like, for Lead, lead and, and Supporting. supporting. Uh, God damn, that would be crazy. That would be insane. That would be like stealing. I just felt like they wouldn't do that. Like Even if the, he deserved to win it, they'll give it to someone else. <laughs> like I swear, I, The Oscars never had a balls to let two, one person win both awards. Like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's uh, let's go ahead and wrap up uh, the show here. And uh, now the end is near, and so I face the final curtain. Yeah, I forgot. I can't play it for YouTube. All right, it's time to end. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Ready Play Movies. Remember, you can reach the podcast by email at readyplaymovies at gmail.com or simply at readyplaymovies on Twitter. I'm on Twitter at chakalaka88 and Troy. Bracey Troy 58. So don't forget to subscribe, give us a review, tell your friends about the show and all that good stuff. See you next time.